Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 103. Hello out there, I am your host, Elliot Cherenil, and joining me tonight is Oscar Morphew. Hey! And BT Calloway. Yo, 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 yo. And thank you once again for joining me for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. <laughs> Each episode must come from a different decade. Must it? Yes, it must. Ah. Mm. So, yes, we're doing The Simpsons Index, and to do that, we have to watch episodes of The Simpsons. So, first tonight, we watched an episode from the HD era. This was Season 26, Episode 9, I Won't Be Home for Christmas. First released in December of 2014, it was directed by Mark Kirtland, written by Al Jean. Mm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Al Jean writes occasionally. In this episode... Mo distracts Homer and keeps him from going home on the night of Christmas and, like, guilts him because he's feeling lonely. And so Marge, not knowing any of this, thought Homer was just, like, drinking at Mo's, so she kicks him out of the house on Mm -hmm. Christmas. But then starts to feel bad and goes looking for him, and Homer, like, does a bunch of good deeds for people, apparently. Anyway, guys, what'd you think? Is that what it was? Is that what it was about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's what we watched. I'm pretty sure. It was was a tough one. It's, It's like two formats... Of the Simpsons episodes went into the teleporter together, yeah, and, and came out. Got Cronenberg together, yeah. Mm. Not even a monster. At least a monster, I would know what it was. This was just. It was mostly bland, and then it got a semblance of a plot, and then it kind of just meandered to the end, and then it was over. Yeah, now that I like doing the synopsis, I'm like, yeah, I think that's my main problem with this episode. It's a lot about a lot of different things. Any one yep. of these things, if they just ran with it, would have been fine. But yeah, it just meandered around a bunch of different things. It was like this combination of typical Simpsons Christmas episode of like learning a lesson and yeah. family squabbles and coming together and then like 22 short films yeah, about, really. about Simpsons because we're getting these little glimpses yeah, little into, cuts into other places. everyone's little things, but not for stories. Sometimes mm. it's, you know, we open up with comic book guy. Yeah. Watching the Cosmic Wars Christmas special. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, that was a fun little play on that whole idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, starting with you, BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this story that stands out to you? Okay, so we don't reference the couch gag often. Yeah. I'm going to do it for this one because it has this title card, Obligatory Frozen Reference, and then Bart hits Lisa with a snowball and she makes the snow castle from Frozen appear. And then and he I- goes, I carumba. So yeah. you know it's The Simpsons you're watching. Yeah, and then just in case you've forgotten. Yeah. And then Homer's the snowman needs his own nose, like, ew, carrot. Like, okay, first of all, your little title card says, oh, we don't want to do this, but we have to nod, wink. It's like, then don't do it. Yeah. If you've got no material for it, if you yourselves do not want to do it, then just don't. I did enjoy Homer as Olaf. Those two designs kind of went together. That was fine. Went went visually, aesthetically, that pleased me in the way that the opening did not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. It was a good fit, except then he just ate his own nose and was like, oh, Karen. Because I'm a fat guy and I don't like vegetables. Ah, I don't like them vegetables. That is a funny joke. (laughs) That is the definition of a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Even feel like. This was humorous! (laughs) Yeah, instead of obligatory frozen reference, they just sort of had someone shouting at you at the end. This is funny, you laugh now. Yeah, I would have gotten more. (laughs) enjoyment out of someone just going the humor 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 jest oh see that's the punchline yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's classic just when you think i'm gonna say humor again jest 
but yeah, by setting it up with the words obligatory, like it's already setting you up for, oh, this isn't going to be good. If you don't, yeah. guys don't care, why do I care? And we didn't, and I don't. I will give it a quick shout out to something I did like, which is the cookies on the counter are in the st- shape of like the original design Simpsons. Yes. Oh, really? I missed yeah, that. The one. Tracy Ullman yeah, yeah. shorts. That yeah. was a really lovely touch. Yeah, and again, they didn't draw attention to it. It was nope. just there if you noticed. Yeah, and just while we're talking about the the intro as well, this is the exact same intro that they had on the episode that we covered last podcast, Gone Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Up to the couch gag. Mm. So yeah, I think this is one that they probably use for any Christmas episodes going forward. It's quite nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. It's got lots of little, like Mr. Burns as the white witch of Narnia. Yeah. That's enjoyable. Um, Yeah, I think I could do without Otto trying to smoke a candy cane. That's yeah, just yeah. what he is now, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like the HD era of Otto yeah, is that's like his flanderization. Now they're like, it's legal in some states. Then, mm-hmm. like, they go gun crazy for the weed jokes with Otto. <laughs> yeah. And they go weed crazy for the gun humor as well. <laughs> um, how about you, Oscar? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? For worse, the tag at the end. Mm. Um, which is like a next time on our Halloween episode. Look forward to this one. Just this weird, like one joke. It was strange. I didn't, you put it best when yep. you said, did I just have five simultaneous strokes? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was just this Such flurry of like. a heavy disconnect. Yeah. Like I've never seen a Simpsons no. episode do that ever. No. Yeah. It is very weird for them to do a preview of the next episode. And albeit, you know, this is like a television rip that we're watching. So might not appear on the normal version of the episode anyway. Well, it, it didn't look like it was a banner ad or a next time. No. All the Simpsons. It was literally like part of the, well, it, it had its like own title episode. card. It yeah. was like, so it's a preview for an episode, I guess the next episode, the man who came to be dinner. Now this is a non treehouse of horror where the Simpsons get abducted by Kang and Kodos and oh, taken into okay. outer space. They literally jump the shark out of the stratosphere. As I've, I think I've mentioned before, if they're in a spaceship, they've jumped all the sharks. <laughs> there's nothing. Every single there's, one. You can't jump over anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of weird that we're talking about another episode now, but yeah, that episode as yeah. well. Like, I'm guessing they were super proud of their work because this episode, the man who came to be dinner, was originally pitched as the sequel to the Simpsons movie. Yeah. The Simpsons movie two was almost the Simpsons get abducted and taken into outer space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mind that as an idea for the movie, but presumably the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, presumably the last of all yep. The Simpsons. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Grand finale, do the biggest, stupidest thing the you can think of. Biggest, grandest, craziest yep, yep. thing. Like, almost yeah. having a blend of, like, Futurama in there. Yeah. Like, well, I've done that before. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Futurama crossover. Yes. Uh, you just may as well mention it as well. We'll be covering that episode when we do The Simpsons movie. And we'll also be talking about Camp Krusty, which was going to be the first Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. But they only had enough material for just that one episode so oh for the like the season three yeah yeah season four's camp crusty yeah was originally going to be a simpsons movie in the early 90s yeah that would have been that's yeah that's such a great small scale i know like (laughs) it was yeah it's so close and i'm gonna say the thing that stood out to me for better or worse about this episode yeah the whole christmas setting look it's actually not many people realize this but 
The Simpsons in the classic years only had like two Christmas episodes. Yeah. Like the whole leaning on Christmas as a trope was sort of something they only started doing in the teens and HD era. When they started to run out of ideas. Yeah. You know, networks always push for it so that they can do... Holiday episodes. Yeah. Gather the family around. Yeah. And just so to mention it, yeah. So it's the Simpsons Index philosophy not to do Christmas episodes when it's going to be timely because... To be honest, a lot of the times I watched these episodes, these Christmas episodes, weren't at Christmas time. They were just in regular-ass repeats. Like... To be fair, we'll do that until that's what the sponsor wants. Yeah, that's right. So, sponsor us, Hallmark, or <laughs> Dunlop, Dunlop Tennis Balls. I don't know, anyone. <laughs> Those Christmassy <laughs> things, like tennis balls. Yeah, so what stood out to me about this episode is, yeah, how it picked up a bunch of different little Christmas things and didn't exactly stick with any of them. Mm. Like, Homer's whole redeeming thing of, like, just going out and helping people, I feel like that was ruined by him going to the party. Yeah, I kind of like that as a yeah. thing. Like He, you know, gets left alone and just by his inherent kind of ultimately good nature just ends up helping people and Marge bumps into him. He's like, oh, you know, I actually learned something by just walking around and helping people. Yeah. And mm. then I thought we'd get Marge kind of doing the same thing when she's looking for him. We can't find it because they go to the old folks home. Like, oh, I guess we'll listen to their stories. They kind of inadvertently both spread Christmas cheer out of their Christmas misery. That's where I felt like, okay, it's actually getting some structure. It's it's mm. picking up a little bit. Yeah. And it kind of went with that, but kind it's of didn't. Just, it was half-baked. It yeah. was like... Still super gooey. You mm, you stick yep. your knife into it and it's just mush. It's like, but it kind of looks good. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is possible, and you're like, no one's gonna complain if I serve these now. That's right. <laughs> Until they eat it and realize that it could have used maybe like a couple more uh, passes at the script. But by then they've already eaten the poison. That's right. <laughs> Very much so. And like, it didn't even feel like they did that. You know, oh, and I've learned something today moment. Like, that's what this episode needed. Yeah, mm. as cheesy as it would have been, it would have tied it together a bit nicer. Instead, we get this bit at the end where it's like, homie, I'm your present this year because I forgive you. Like, oh, oh that, yeah. was, that was awful. When my, yep. it, it just felt completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Marge just kind of presents herself as a gift and she hasn't seen the good that he's done or yeah. learned about it. As yeah. far as she knows, uh, well, except for Mo, but then he, she's just sort of turned up at this party where he's getting drunk and eating a gingerbread house and it's yeah. like, oh, you're doing your old shit again. Yeah, like, well, that's well, what she should have done there. Also, Mo is a real sex pest in this. Oh, like a, yeah. Like so promo. He, he forces himself onto Marge twice. Yeah. The first time, which has a funny joke saying, we're under the mistletoe. Yeah. And they say, that's not mistletoe, that's lettuce caught in a spider's web. Yeah, that was really funny. And, and yeah. really, cut. really beautifully drawn. But still, and then he goes for it again, you're just like... Yeah, like, you, like, like the first time I thought it was meant to be an accident, because he actually just turned his head when she went in to kiss his cheek, by pure... Yeah, accent. But yeah, just to do it again was like, mm, no, it's really, really creepy. Yeah. yeah, and her reaction as well. Like yeah. she looks like disgusted, rightly yeah. so, especially for that second one of being like, that's when the, you're in ball kicking uppercut territory. Then yeah, yeah, very much so. Absolutely, kick a dude in the stones if he does that to you. Mm-hmm. And Mo just sort of gets forgotten at that moment as well. Mm-hmm. It should have been Marge was furious at Homer and like. She's wandering the town trying to find Homer and she's learning about all of his good deeds along the way about how he's been spending his time and, mm. like, gets less and less. Like, because yeah. when Mo confesses, she's like, I'm immediately av- alleviated of my anger. Like, Yeah, which uh, I even wrote early on when Homer comes home and he, she kicks him out. It's like, no, dude, just explain yourself. Just yeah. say, 
And I mm. think what would have worked so much better there, he goes, but honey, I have a good reason. You see, I was at Moe's. And then she's like, fuck you, you were at Moe's. Yeah. And Harsh let him, cut. Yeah, Harsh cut which, out. Which would have been natural. He doesn't start with, well, Moe was really depressed, and so I couldn't leave. And mm. also, Moe would change the time on the clock, so I thought I was on time. So, play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Just the once. Less than zero. <laughs> you've somehow unseen it. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've seen it at Brett Easton Ellis novel one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this is an episode I know that I've seen before, but it felt very new to me right now. There was one line like, I think I'd have seen this one, have I? Shit. Yeah, let's talk about some of the wackiness of this episode, though. They do that weird thing where they incorporate a live-action film yeah. that the Simpsons are watching, and I hate whenever they do this. I don't think it's ever landed as a joke. Mm. It just looks really weird and out of place. But yeah, it was some movie where... It was uh, Miracle on 42nd Street. The, the original. Uh, 30, oh, was it? 34th. 34th. I'm thinking of the upgraded version. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> on the nicer street. Yeah. <laughs> Miracle on 3.4 Street. <laughs> yep. Why was that not animated? Why? Why? I don't know. They do this occasionally. It's just, it's so out of off-putting and so out of place. It, mm. Yeah. Weirdly takes you out of it. Mm. And I mean, it was a fine enough joke. Santa's on trial. It's like, funny thing is, in the sequel, that verdict was overturned. Yeah. Fine joke. But yeah, you're just sort of stuck thinking of it. Why was there a real person then just now? Yeah, that's odd. And why are they all not like, oh my god, what is this freak? Yeah. <laughs> look at look at all the number of fingers. <laughs> look at his skin colour, it's grey. Yes, <laughs> it was in black and white. That joke is good. <laughs> Humor! <laughs> Humor! Jest! <laughs> the whole party scene was a very odd part of this episode. It was. I thought it was maybe going to like an eyes wide shut kind of place. <laughs> oh, like wow. The music was a little bit like that and everyone was wearing masks. Well, there is a different ending. <laughs> Hopefully a happy one. And they still use the nutcracker music, <laughs> except just with more bass. Okay, a little bit of wakeness I did like as a very opening shot is all the kids skating outside the nuclear power plant, but Ra- Ralph is in roller skates. <laughs> oh, was that a joke there? Yeah. Like, I didn't know why they did it, because they were showing that Lake was poison and the kids skating, and I'm like... Uh, okay, Ralph was on roller skates. So that's fine. Yeah, it was a cute little Ralph bit. Yeah, and the Cosmic Wars Christmas story because they can't use Star Wars for some fucking reason. Yeah. Which is weird because they've referenced Star Wars itself. So there's both Star Wars and Cosmic Wars yeah. in this universe. And it's a loving tribute for a very awkward bit of cinema that I still haven't watched all of <laughs> the Star Wars Christmas story. Yes. I've only seen like, there's like a six minute supercut on YouTube. Yeah, that's everything you need to know. Yeah. And I like sort of how they played with it a bit with like the Darth Vader family instead of the Chewie family. Yeah, but it's the, um, I don't know what the painting is. It's the, the, yeah, that, uh, the, 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 oh, the of Thanksgiving that, yeah, and the parents. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they actually called. did like the living version of that in that modern family episode. Yeah. Yes. It's a very famous painting. I do not remember who it was by. Editing by Elliot J here to say that the painting is by Norman Rockwell and it's called Freedom from Want and it's also known as the Thanksgiving picture or I'll be home for Christmas. Anyway, back to the show. And all of the children are little Darth Vaders with, like, big smiles. Yeah. Which was, like, an amusing image. Yeah. I think my problem with that bit is then it zooms out and comic book guys, you know, bitching about it. And his wife, who I don't know her name. Ah, uh, yes. Kumiko, who Kumiko. married in season 25, I think. And Kumiko's all like, you are totally justified in all your hatred of this. And it's like, it feels like a weird slap at the viewer, almost. It's like, yeah. if you complain about this, you're as bad as comic book guy complaining about the Star Wars special. Yeah. It's like, mm, Oh, God. That totally is what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Little, quiet, little backhand. I was like, I know what you did. I just saw. 
which is like it's a fine enough and funny enough comment to make but they did like hammer it a bit yeah. where it's just constantly cutting to him ooh it's awful why get ready to watch the worst episode ever yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> down the barrel of the camera and yep. like yeah oh this is the worst viewing and i haven't watched it since yesterday <sighs> like it would only would have been slapping in the face harder if they had like comic book guy there being oh look he's fat and stupid and he yeah. hates this whereas this handsome guy over here loves this episode <laughs> get it do you get it you fucking morons humor <laughs> it's a surprisingly unwacky episode i guess we get mm. like when marge is doing the whole like yeah. walking at night through the neon signs and it turns out she's in a neon sign store i kind of like that joke yeah. yeah it was a fair misdirect for something that's been done a thousand times I did actually kind of like they're going through some of the signs and one is big and tall morgue. Yeah. <laughs> Dark, but I like it. The, the, the Kit Kat Club, yeah. like a strange cabaret reference. Yeah. It's a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like you class it up with cabaret. <laughs> it's pronounced Cadbury. Oh. <laughs> like, sorry, I hate to How be that guy. But, uh... How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? I almost did. And I think that's what grates me a little bit mm. is that I liked some of the idea of, you know, he's inherently just doing good because Homer is a kind hearted person. Yeah. Especially, you know, when Moe's all sad. And even though it's kind of annoying to have Moe going, ah. I'm sad. Yeah. At least Homer's reaction to that was, I suppose I can't leave you miserable on Christmas. Very human, yeah. very human Homer. And even when he meets up with Ned and he's like, oh, you're all by yourself. And he's like, yeah, well, after Edna left me with nothing but her ungraded papers, which I'm still working through. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a joke out of that. And I kind of like their quick little, it wasn't overly done. It's this brief moment of them getting along. Yeah. And Ned overdoes it. So Homer runs away. He's like, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. yeah and I liked, you know. Homer, your eyelashes are already long and fabulous. You do really need an eyelash curler. Just buying it to be nice. Yeah. I sort of like jokes like that in The Simpsons where they're not animated yeah. good enough to show that sort of detail. It's like when they harp on about their eye color and it's like, mm. <laughs> they're black dots. What are you talking about? Yeah, I really wish we didn't see Homer go to that party because that was where, like, you could have had some serious heart build up. Like, Homer's going for big gesture time, you yeah, know. Yeah, and it's really where his story just stops and yeah. he's just at this party now he needed a reason to be there he needed like the the squeaky voice teen to mm. be like nervous and yeah. like oh there's like this outside. girl i want to yeah. talk but i don't know how he's like come right, on come let's on. go and he but it like said the moral is just do your drinking at home and it's like mm, i already knew that yeah. <laughs> it's an episode of emotional blue balls <laughs> wow <laughs> very much it almost gets it us really there. does and that's what's really a letdown but yeah that squeaky voice teen is so simple and it works, and it's motive. And then Marge is going to show up and go, Homer Simpson, you're just getting drunk. So I was like, hey, I'm here for that guy. And he's like, yeah. thanks, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It felt like a Christmassy later day season episode. Yeah. 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 yeah the characters were relatively grounded. Yeah. I would say the characters are fine. It's just a bit bland and a bit dull mm. well i mean i even like homer sort of taking that turn and going i'm not gonna be jerk ass homer i'm gonna be ass jerk homer <laughs> like that was a good sort of like little knowing thing of the problems with yeah, homer yeah, exactly mm. and the right impulse my god yeah mm. yeah and i think it does yeah. show that he can be a real sweetheart sometimes so i do kind of like that yeah and especially because yeah it was the whole hanging out with mo thing and mo of course is his desperate self and i gotta say those were like a couple of my favorite jokes of the episode like him blowing his nose and the napkin and them like yeah. wiping the beer <laughs> yes with it and even like as grating as the ah oh, don't leave look i'm wrapped around your leg i kind of like the one where he's i'm on your shoulders now <laughs> yeah. it was just so stupid yeah it's a bit of the whack but yeah oh sorry i realized i forgot something in whackness 
uh, where Bart's like, oh, I remember my last Christmas when I was eight, and Homer falls off the roof and gets hung by Christmas lights and gets yeah. electrocuted. And you're like, what is happening right now? This was strange because this was in a scene where Lisa was like, I don't want to be like you, Bart, jaded at age 10. Bart doesn't seem jaded with the idea of Christmas. He's excited no. and he can't yeah. sleep because His he's His literal excited. sentence before that, it was, yeah, it was like, oh, the one night of the year a kid wants to get to sleep but can't. And so, and so he remembers a memory which, you know, painful for Homer, brought him great joy. Yeah, and then when they come out of it, he's got this line of, they say you never forget the first time you see your father in a Santa suit being electrocuted. He's like, wait, was this supposed to be how you found out Santa wasn't real? Or, or how you became jaded? I, like... I don't, I'm so confused, yeah. No, it was not good. But It was stuff that happened, and then it stopped. And we get nothing else from yeah. Bart and Lisa from the whole episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, we've got to go find Dad, and just Mo appears in the chimney. It's like, that's not the story. Like, <laughs> yeah. that they were starting. Yes. That's so weird now. Oh, now that I think about it more. Yeah, it was really, like, that was the part of the episode where I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to have to throw this in the pit. There's a lot <laughs> There's a lot of parts of this episode that belong in the anal corner. Sorry, I just can't not now. We're going to have to see someone about that. Okay, there's... Mo finds Homer's wallet. Yeah. Yep. It's his Christmas gifts. And he mm. opens it up and there's some joke about his age or his weight or something like that. Yeah. And then it's also got a license restriction, can only drive to and from work. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like two thirty five. He's like, Yeah, you wish you were two thirty five, buddy. And then the next episode's Homer at the Quickie Mart yeah. buying copious amounts of, of, of Lotto scratchies. Oh yeah. With his wallet. With his well no, he doesn't pull out his true, wallet. He true. just pulls out cash from yeah. his pockets. But it was mm. like a confusing thing because I, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be a plot yeah. point. Yeah. And, and then like it, it should have been. And then it wasn't. Yeah, because I thought, okay, that's why Mo was going to come around. But he just comes around and goes, yeah, and like, you know, Homer was hanging out with me. I somehow already know about the fact you threw him out for the night. Yeah, so there was another bit of potential heart that they glossed over, like Mo feeling bad for that. Because, yeah, we see in that other wacky bit where he, like, suppresses the urge to feel emotion, so he jams his corkscrew into his yeah, head. Because yeah. he's smiling and it hurts. Yeah. He's not oh, used to right. smiling. He's like, oh, this is painful. Better and jam so he, a corkscrew in my noggin. Yeah, he's like an iPhone where you need to get a paper clip in there <laughs> to get the SIM card out. It's just to suppress the smile. Yeah. He needs a I just think of the weird bit with the Apu scene as well, is who looked really, like, unhappy to be at work. And it's like, first of all, who loves work? And second of all, Christmas wouldn't mean anything to him. He's Hindu. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, to him, this is like perfect. Tis the season to be gouging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I felt really sick when they opened up the hot dogs. Yeah. And they were, those hot dogs started their life as Twinkies. And yeah. he cracks it open and this goo comes out and burns through the ground. I felt like yeah. very ill from that image. Just conceptually. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, I liked Quickie Nog, but I really yeah. wish they didn't like zoom Milk in and so then much. explain it and yeah. like... The Nog stands for not okay with government. And it's like, no, no, Quickie Nog is Quickie funny. Quickie Nog was funny. And that was yep. like the subtitles used to be milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you just needed that. Yeah. That you was just I, I'm needed. Really, I'm like, that's pretty good. I'm... So, yeah, look, as far as character integrity goes, I think we can all safely say that they were mostly themselves. Like, not the yeah. best versions. Definitely not Mo. He... But no massive betrayal of that. Yeah. But yeah, most sex pestiness was gross. And mm. yeah, just, oh, that's going to bug me even more now that they glossed over the potential heart with him coming around to, oh, I shouldn't swindle this guy who just, you know, sacrificed being with his family tonight. Yeah, and then he me. comes around and is like, ah, I had to give Homer back his wallet. Where is he anyway? Oh, I sent him away. Oh, oh yeah. okay. They literally already had it there. <laughs> yeah, that's the first good deed of the night. And she goes around and sees 
all yeah. of this other good. Yeah, exactly. And that's the weird thing. They had it. It's like when they hold pull back the first ball in a Newton's cradle and it swings and it just stops. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that that's not how physics works. Yeah, the energy transfer was there. Why did it not occur? They just didn't. And so it's all perspective. You, you're standing at it from the wrong distance. <laughs> yeah. so it's hitting something solid and the other balls are yep. right in front of it. Yep. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? I don't see a point. No? No, I don't want to either. Uh, we've pretty well covered this, but BT, what would you change about this episode? Uh, I feel like I've already gone. I feel like I've already <laughs> gone over it enough. I mean, just keep the momentum you had. It's, yeah. That's what's the most bewildering part for me. The pieces are not only there, they're next to each other, and all you have to do is nudge them together. And it's just <laughs> so strange that it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's like a puzzle where you get the two pieces that were joined and then you took them apart anyway. Yeah. <laughs> These obviously don't go together. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Oscar? What would you like to change? My change would be rather drastic. I would really lean into the more, like, collage kind of episode. Yeah, and a little si- bit of Christmas in Springfield. Yes. But then I also, my note that I wrote down earlier is that I would want to make this like a Star Wars Christmas special, but The Simpsons. <laughs> like the old episode where it's them doing a variety show. Yeah, yeah, which right. is like beautifully cringy. Totally. Oh, and I then they lose. bring in Jefferson Starship? Or... <laughs> yep. I would have that be, be Simpsons, but be yeah. like super awkward kind of live TV audience. I'd just go completely cringy and have that be like... I feel like the, yeah. there's something to be mined there. There's a whole yeah. thing that you can I love transplant. the idea. Getting properly funny, cringy right is so hard. Yes. And I don't think current Simpsons writers could do it. And I think that was sort of our big thing in discussing Simpsons spin-off showcase when mm. we covered that is that... Yeah. Is like, it- you all gave it a cubic and I gave it a gold because of that very fact that because it's going for cringe humour, it's not a satisfying watching yeah. that same way. Whereas light. I gave it cubic because it was nailing what it was going yeah. for, but I do appreciate that what it's going for isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to sort of be aware of what it's referencing yeah. as well. But no, I really like that idea. Mm. And I think it'd actually like pave way for comic book guy to also like interject and in Statler and Waldorf style <laughs> and sort of... I mean, because in this, I'm going to make a bold statement and assume, because I haven't seen all the episodes in this season, Yeah, that they're not all fantastic... <laughs> like, just go for something hard. Go for something out of the wheelhouse. Do, yeah. you know, have musical segments and, like, just make it a real yeah. kind of fun, cringy, like, yeah. Christmas episode. Like, lean hard into it. Yeah, better to be a spectacular train wreck than a boring walk down the street. No, here, this is what it is. Comic book guy is really depressed and it's almost like a... It's a wonderful life. Like, it's a dream for him. Like, he kind of wakes up and finds himself inside the Christmas Star Wars Simpsons holiday special. And it's him going through being self-aware and learning the value of Christmas that is, from his own view, it's just informed by holiday TV specials. Yeah. It's hollow and it's that... pop culture. And then maybe he's a little less jaded for the experience. Yes. An incredibly cynical character. Yeah. Take them and make them a little less cynical because that's what Christmas movies and TV shows are all about. I am all for it. High concept, let's do it. That's going to be the Simpsons Index holiday special, isn't it? This old jaded fool right here. (laughs) In each segment, I get visited by a ghost from the HD era, from the teens era, and the classic era. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah, look, what I'd change about this episode... Yeah, I think I've already covered it pretty well that the party at the end makes a lot more problems for the story than it solves. 
because yeah, that's where we've gotten from Homer steering away from doing good deeds for people, and that is exactly what would make this episode feel like an actual story mm. rather than it sort of meandering around a bunch of different things. Because mm. I like a lot of what this episode does visually. I think especially mm-hmm. like in those beginning scenes where the house is just sort of washed in this like ready brown. I was going to mm. bring up it's really off-putting when everything's just washed in red for like no particular reason. Uh, I imagine that they dim the lights and the fire sort of up a bit. I mean, it didn't have like that fire flicker, I but guess. Yeah, and it really needs that. Otherwise, it just looks like they've repainted the house. Yeah. Red room. Red room. <laughs> Over, Over there. there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind it so much. But again, it's just like they didn't lean into it either because mm. the house was back to normal looking by the time Mo got there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah, lean into the tone, guys. You sort of, <laughs> so many metaphors for this episode. Yep. Musical moments of this episode. So there's a few of them. We got yeah. Homer and Mo singing Silent Night grossly. Oh, yeah. Except for that, I really like the music in the episode. It's all very nicely orchestral mm-hmm. Christmas classics. The I don't know what the song is. All I know is from the um, Family Guy, the ding, fries are done. Yeah. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Fries are done. Carol of the Bells, I think it is. Yeah, when Marge is making the popcorn on a string and Maggie's around the corner eating them, which is a nice little thing. There's like this. That joke was so fucking funny. It's such a good, like, it's, yeah. It's really, really nice orchestral stuff. Yeah, Nutcracker coming in as well. And over that montage as well, I don't remember what song it is. The like, it's like a Motowny Christmas song as well. When when Homer's walking through the streets, yeah, yeah, and walking, not dancing. <laughs> Even mm. the anchor store is closed, and it just <laughs> freezes on anchor management. And I hate the format, but goddamn, I love that pun. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, and the welcome center that's got like five layers of security, like even more than that, ten. Mm-hmm. Mo singing karaoke at one point, and you sing deep and crisp and even, which is my favorite kind of pizza. Um, <laughs> that's a joke I got out of a Christmas bonbon, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, I don't remember any of the movies Homer had the option of going to see, but I really oh, like that bit as well. They were all great. Yeah. Oh, the so, Nutty Professor. Um, yeah, slowly um, has Alzheimer's. With Alzheimer's, yeah. the new Seth Rogen <laughs> and Jody Hill, Jody Hill, Jody Hill movie. movie. Yeah, a concentration camp. <laughs> and yeah, an obvious airplane parody. <laughs> it was like a, a, and one's about a model airplane who's lost his propeller. Mm, I did. Re- I really like that. Bit. It was hilarious. Yeah, three quality like joke movie yeah. titles. Like I was shocked, and especially because it feels like, especially then and now, that Jonah Hill going for more of these meaty dramatic roles. Yeah. Like yeah. so. That that's not what you're getting. Ooh, Invictus. Like, that might be fun. Was that the one he was in or Moneyball? Moneyball. Moneyball. Uh, Invi- Invictus has got Matt Damon and Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman Always getting Morgan Freeman confused with, with Jonah Hill. Hill. I know. Their range is exactly the same. <laughs> yep. You'd be surprised how many times you actually think you're watching Morgan Freeman. It's Jonah Hill. <laughs> Especially in Superbad. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Seal? <laughs> I was obsessed with drawing penises. <laughs> All kind of dicks. You realise you either got to get busy drawing or get busy dying. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? I mean, not after that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, there's another HD era one that feels oddly silent in some parts. Like, I yes. don't know if it's just a lack of background mm. noise or that beginning where they're transitioning from like Home to Mars, there's no music sting between. And it just or, feels or, like it or needs a little... noise or yeah, sound. It just, I don't know. I really want to pay attention to it when we get to the classic era. I mm. want to just have an idea of what's missing because I'm not even sure. But it's something. And I don't know that. Uh, Homer mm. drives drunk, so fuck yep. that. He had like 10 beers at most. 
Not good. He crashes the car. Like, what happens? He he drives drunk. No, later on, where they're like, oh, I wonder where Homer is. Oh, he is. drives home the, drunk. He drives home drunk, and then he drives away from home drunk. Yes. And then he's getting towed at one point. And the then tow the tow truck, truck crashes he into He should have got stopped hybrid. by the cops. Yeah. And he didn't have his wallet. Oh, there we go. Could have worked. And then cheered someone up in prison. I don't know. And uh, my last one is actually a negative note. So they do the thing <gasps> where they... Really? Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, where they pan through the house. Uh, oh. Yeah. And they've done this so many times, but they stop and focus on the joke instead of yeah. just moving. It's so much funnier when they just move. Mm. Don't ever, ever stop. It's so... Uh, Don't ever stop in the middle of a pan through the house. <laughs> exactly. You know, pan throughs <laughs> help daddy think. <laughs> <laughs> what was it pan... Stopped on anyway? I don't know. Just two elves with something written oh, on their shirts. Prep landing. Pre-flight crew. And there were skeletons. It was fucking stupid. When you stop on the pan through, it makes you question it. Yeah. That's it. And it isn't well it written have, enough yeah. for, to hold up against it that criticism. It should have just been, ha, elf elf skeletons. Look elf at that. Elf skeletons. Yeah, it's mm. Christmas. Or skeletons. <laughs> skeletons. Skeletons. Yeah. Prep and Landing is a 2009 Disney 22-minute Christmas special about elves or some shit. I don't know. I kind of glanced at the Wikipedia article. Sarah Chalk and Dave Foley are in it. I like them. Hmm. Anyway, back to the show. And yeah, just on that, what did you guys think of the sullen Jesus? <laughs> sullen oh, moody yeah. emo Jesus. Their best Jesus joke ever is going to be, it's like, oh, I sent my son down to Earth once and he didn't come back the same when he's just sitting on the swings yeah. slowly yeah. twisting yep. that was last episode I was on and that's my favourite Jesus joke <laughs> yeah. out of all of the Simpsons yeah yeah exactly oh, and so to come to this I spoil... don't know what you did to him down there but he was never the same yeah and like it's like never go back once they've gone to that no. one so does it have this spoiled angry Jesus was just nah. it's a Christmas present don't oh. you mean birthday it's two presents walkie talkies are not two presents god uh. damn it I mean you damn it it's like uh... How about you, Oscar? Any other notes? They make their gingerbread house and also has the Quickie Mart. Yeah. Which I didn't quite... And a Sideshow Bob. And a sh- Sideshow uh, Bob with, a, with a, a rake. I don't know why you would add Sideshow Bob yeah. who's tried Let, to murder... Let's make a gingerbread man out of the person who's tried to kill our son and our entire multiple family times. multiple times. Oh, multiple no. times. Yeah. <laughs> and then next to it, directly next to it, is the Quickie Mart gingerbread house and Apu. And it's just kind of like... Why? What? I would like... Okay, you can save that if you're like... They're making a gingerbread house waiting for Homer to come home and he's taking so long they start just building the whole city. Oh, oh, that's... that's, (laughs) I really like that. There it is. That's perfect. You still don't make a bomb. And then they use that as a map to like trace his steps. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And also in the cookie jar, not Mm. only is there the original designs of the Simpsons, which is really nice, but Kang and Kodos cookies as well, which... uh, Implies uh, they already know they're real. It straddles the line. Mm. It's like, it's kind of okay... Yeah. yeah, because it's it's, it's just a visual. Reference. It's just a visual reference, yeah, and yeah. it could be like whatever. But it just kind of was didn't sit well. Uh, that was it. That's all I got on my paper. In time for my final notes, I did not like the joke with Molman. I uh, got a Christmas card from my doctor. Oh, your test came back positive. Oh, for a Merry Christmas. You can already see the fold up letter. Yeah. you're gonna double this, aren't you? Yeah, it was just disappointing. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. There was a visual reference to Spider Pig uh, where Marge opens mm-hmm. up pineapple plopper ham. Yep. That was another thing like the quickie nog where it just felt like they lingered on the visual yeah. joke a bit too much. Is there like humor? Yeah, humor. No, this episode was short. They're, they're, oh, definitely. This is so much padding. Yeah. yeah, they had to put in a preview for the next episode to they, fill in they, time. They did the extended opening and then like a long couch gag. Yeah. 
and then yeah. the tag at the end, and then the preview for the next episode. Like that, it, I think is the most padded I've ever seen a Simpsons Very episode. True. Yeah, especially because that intro as well, the Christmas intro, is like longer than the normal intro. Yeah. Mm. There's a thoroughly great show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And there's a blood. Good, <laughs> blood. <laughs> uh, there's a great joke in that where they're talking about it was very hard to write full episodes, so any scene that didn't have dialogue we considered for slow motion. <laughs> and that's what it feels like. It's like any scene that doesn't totally. have dialogue, let's just hold on the joke for as long as possible. And yeah, just the other thing I forgot to say before about the intro, because you had this Christmas thing and then the Frozen parody for the couch gag, they felt like two different things. Mm. Like it wasn't a very cohesive yeah. intro. Yes, it's because they had that title card. Yeah, and really. Especially dividing it, yeah. They almost had a good running thing as well at the start of the second act where Marge and Homer, it's sort of cutting between them as their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought that was great. And there yeah. was a good joke with Homer being absent-minded. Um, I wonder if there's birds on the moon. And <laughs> yeah, she's like, He's got a lot of thinking to do. birds on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was going to be another recurring bit of the episode where mm. we'd start seeing like these Homer-Marge trading thoughts. Oh, they're not so different and all that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah, the part where they sorry, yeah. it just randomly remind me of, if anyone remember, has a reason these two should not be weird, speak now or forever hold the peace. Hey! No, totally. Good old Homer Thoughts playlist. Yep. Uh, we got a little Wiggum and Lou corner and mm-hmm. the ever-evolving story of their little petty couple bickering. This wasn't bad, though. We've had so much worse. It was just, it was a little flat. Yeah, at least it was tying in with the whole, like, thought trading thing. And mm. Yeah. Anyway, I've drunk so much cocoa, my pee smells like a ski chalet. I love that line. <laughs> I also like that Bart gets Lisa to tell him about jazz to go to sleep. Yes. Yeah, and then she and, actually starts. And the gusto that she goes, like, that's beautifully Lisa. That's Lisa that I love. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just passionate, passionate Lisa. It's like, it's not boring, it's the But girl. yeah, I like how she goes, but all that's going to have to wait, but I've got something to like. Yeah. Is that yeah. she is excited to tell this. Yeah, but I was also worried they were going to forget why she walked in to begin with, and they just ended on that story of jazz, and like, yeah. okay, thank God you remembered. Yeah, and I like Bart's card as well. This counts as a present. <laughs> and when Homer's eating the gingerbread house, there's a nice little Buster Keaton reference as the wall yep. falls down. And Wrong he... perspective, though. Yeah. yeah. front on. Mm. And I hated the joke where Homer makes the key chirping noise from the car. That was oh, weird. That stupid. was wacky. Yeah. It's time to rank this thing! You! On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the good rankings, you've got good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the ones that you'd go home to Christmas for, I don't know. The ones you'd bring home for the holidays. That's right. <laughs> you'd give this present to your favourite person that you give presents to. <laughs> you give those episodes cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first, let me show you how it's done. Look, even going through my notes then, yeah, there were a good handful of jokes that I liked, mm. but the story itself really lets this episode down. I'm giving it a participant, but I want everyone out there to know that this was actually very close to being a bronze. It's just, ultimately, I don't want to watch it again. It's not going to be worth it for the handful of stuff that I liked. Oscar, what do you reckon? I'm going to go a cubic Zenopia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and participation as well. You know, it hasn't didn't fail. Yep. I, it had a lot of nice little elements, but it just kind of showed up to the party. It didn't really put any mm. thought into what its outfit was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of came a it little. It brought drunk, enough chips for itself, but no dip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You brought half the party. Yeah. I mean, really, tip? we need to sort of ask other people to bring these things. But yeah, BT, finish it off. Um, I was on the other side from you, Elliot, which is interesting. I was my foot was raised, and I was going to kick it in the pit. 
Oh. And then it got just enough plot and just enough good material for me to lower the foot. Yeah. And uh, give it a Christmas hug while still thinking about that pit. <laughs> it was very close to just being so boring that I hated it. But again, it does just enough right for me to go, oh, okay, you can go sit in the squalor of participants. <laughs> squalor, squalor, squalor. And the squalor grew three times that day. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not going to watch it again. It's just okay enough. It's just okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be a unanimous participant. This will be joining other season 26 episodes in the participant ranks as Simpsorama, the Futurama crossover we mentioned mm-hmm. before. The other season 26 is My Fair Lady, where Marge becomes an Uber driver. It's pointless. And it'll also be joining Fears of a Clown, which we reviewed recently with Hottest 100s and Thousands. Mm. The Yellow Badge of Cowage, which we did with you, Oscar and Jordan, oh. the fireworks oh, yes. episode. Oh, yes. Oh, I feel like <laughs> this is better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not by much. <laughs> not, not by much at it's all. It's in the same draw as yes. participants. So, yeah. It'll also be joining the Burns and the Bees, which we reviewed recently. See Homer Run with the Safety Salamander. Yeah, it was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. And Father Knows Worst, which we reviewed in HD Wasteland earlier in the year. Yeah. And that one was close as well. The helicopter parenting one. Uh, yeah, again, some decent ideas, poorly executed. Poorly executed, indeed. Before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's much more succinct. (laughs) So, Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis the Wildcard Perkins. He gave this episode a B-. So, yeah, it's probably like a bronze, low bronze. And he says, The moderate pleasure to be gleaned from I Won't Be Home for Christmas comes from a show trying to wring some heart and laughs from a quarter century of well-trod territory. The pleasures aren't inconsiderable, but they're effortful. Effortful. <laughs> I, I agree with that. True, it does have more effort than a lot of the mm. that era of Simpsons. So it doesn't land, but it tries, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Sometimes. It tries half the time, which is more than what we usually get. It tries to wring the emotion that was soaking into the shag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, not to uh, editorialize too soon before we do this episode, but yeah, I watched the season 30 opener the other day and my feelings on that are the same. It at least had a plot that went through, was like a line through the episode, but nothing landed. Mm. So mm. garbage. I can't believe Gal Gadot like, did that. It's so beneath her. Anyway. I don't, it's got to be weird to like be offered a role in The Simpsons now because it's so iconic, but it's in such a bad place. Like, I mean, obviously celebrities still feel good about it. It's like, yeah, I'll do that. But I guess they also haven't watched it because they're busy being you know, famous. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I'd probably do it. Let's face it. Just to be able to <laughs> say it at like dinner parties. Yeah. I was on an episode of Simpsons. Yeah. It's a on good my one? IMDb one. I was on it. I was on <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, if the Simpsons pick up my Simpsons spec script, they'll have to put me in as a guest star because I wrote myself in there. <laughs> you <must>. Naturally. <laughs> Is your name just Mary Sue? <laughs> it's Edward James O'Doherty. <laughs> and I'm doing the Itchy and Scratchy Index. <laughs> and my guest today is comic book guy <laughs> wrist podcast image <laughs> alright guys that about does it for the HD era now we're going to go all the way back to the teens we're going to the start of the teens actually Ooh. and we are going to find out the big mystery of what Homer J Simpson's middle name is <gasps> what does the J stand for Wow. I, I wonder what. Will mm. we find out what your middle initial stands for? <laughs> that too, yes. Yes. 
you'll find out what Elliot J. O'Neill and Homer J. Simpson, what we stand for. We'll my, be back. My middle name's J as well. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> BT. <laughs> it's kind of already there. <laughs> it's a T. <laughs> Hello, little man. <laughs> I will destroy you. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 10, Episode 6, Dolan in the Wind. First released in November of 98. <laughs> it's a take on that song by Boob Dolan. Um, <laughs> it was first released in November of 98, directed by Matthew Nastuck and Mark Kirtland, written by Donick Carey. In this episode... Homer wants to find out what his middle name is, so Grandpa takes him to meet some old hippies that used to hang out with his mum, and he really likes the hippie way of lifestyle, and he adopts it himself, but uh, trouble when he screws up some stuff. You guys know this episode. It's basically a classic. Guys, mm. what do you think? Yeah, this, this is one that's a good argument for including season 10 in the classics. Damn mm. straight. Because this is a, so much fun, this one. I mean, I've seen this plenty of times before. I still got plenty of laugh-out-loud moments. I feel like this... In my mind, this episode isn't as good, but mm. watching it, I had a yeah. great time. Yeah, no, a this lot was... of laughs, really solid. Yeah, really good. No, this is a lot more fun than I remember having with it. And like while we're watching it, actually, at the start, I had to check that we're watching the right episode because it does do that that first half of the act. Fuck you, this isn't what the episode's about. Thing. Yeah, but it also front loads the entire first act so heavily with jokes. You have yeah. just a great time for the rest of it, no matter what. Oh, such a good opening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the first chunk is so just to Mr. Bones and uh, Oh, yeah. it's so good. One grape, <laughs> one Philly cheesesteak, <laughs> and uh, a jar of garlic pickles. Oh my god! And no one got out the knife. You got to get the knife, and you got to do the taps, guys. Oh. Mm -hmm. Run it under a hot tap. Oh, hot tappers. Oh, because the metal expands. Mm. Right. Science! <laughs> no one will want to kiss me after this. <laughs> their last. <laughs> yeah, and their film as well, like... The recruitment video that yeah. Mr. Burns is making. Yeah, just beautifully poorly acted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I even look, when Homer's like, line is nuclear power. Yeah, Homer power. delivers it the exact same with the claw and everything. <laughs> And just, yeah, when he's like, I know, nuclear power, of course. Yes, let us choose a career in nuclear power. Really? Well, for all these reasons and more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they do the film credits, and it was directed by Alan Smithy. Alan Smithy. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Alan Smithy is whenever a director doesn't want their name attached to a project, they give the name Alan Smithy. <laughs> so it pops up in like some very old B-roll stuff. Uh, I think they've kind of stopped doing it. I think Hollywood really hates it. when you, If you've made a movie and someone's bankrolled it, they are going to get mad if you try to put it out on Alan Smithy. That's saying this thing is fucking garbage. Yeah. Well, also, apparently it is part of the DGA, like Directors Guild of America now, mm. that you just can't do that anymore. Yeah, so there have been apparently some other names that have taken its place, but none have gained the um, the reputation of Alan Smithy. That'd be a good um, filmography to watch it would through. Be, it would be horrible. <laughs> it would be, <laughs> it would be great. The films of Alan Smithy. Yeah, and then who theoretically was actually behind it. That'd be very interesting. I would love to watch that, actually. BT, starting with you, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? A bit I really have always liked is the transition when Homer throws the frisbee up and the spinning frisbee becomes the spinning wheel of the car to go on the freak out, but then it comes back. Instead of just being a transition, yes. it's also the plot point because the frisbee yeah. lands and blocks yes. up the machinery, and it's so great to have something you wouldn't think anything because oh. you think it's just a scene transition. You don't yeah. think, no, this is a plot point. If they'd done that any other way, you might be like, uh, where did that frisbee go? 
but yeah. I, and I love that. It's so smoothly done, and yet it, you're like, oh yeah, it's running through it. You know, when you find out that it's caused the problem, flawless. It's so good as a transition, and it's so good as a as a moment that carries so much weight for the plot. Yeah, callbacks. Mm. It's the perfect callback is when you've forgotten about the thing you're calling back. Yeah, because they hide it so well. I love, really, really respect that. No, that's it. And it works in the way that, like, the hacky sack wouldn't because, like, didn't we just see that go in the pond? But, yeah, because mm. it was ambiguous what happened to the frisbee. It's, yeah. And it looked good, too. Yeah, and, and in a way that you weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Frisbee goes up, we transition. You never think about frisbee then landing. No. <laughs> frisbee just keep going up, yeah. right? Frisbee hover. <laughs> uh, and then I love it again how they bring it back at the end of the second act where <laughs> he like throws it away in disdain <laughs> just straight back into that frisbee of yours is boomerang <laughs> yeah straight back into the window and you hear them go oh god damn it as well as, as well as home is like uh oh yeah. before it goes like he sees it going back how about you Oscar what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse the amount of times the word poncho is said yeah poncho a poncho <laughs> everyone says poncho it's fantastic it, yeah. it's said like 21 times <laughs> it's brilliant yep yep that's the drinking game for this episode actually yeah. absolutely drink when poncho yeah. drink peyote when they say poncho there's <laughs> a brand of like coffee tequila called poncho so. oh is there Cool. Uh, it's one of our sponsors. Right? I would, I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. If you are in tequila or coffee companies, please get in touch. Or a coffee tequila company. We'll oh. say it twenty-one times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> patron, 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 and also donate to our Patreon. No, our patron. It's our fun, so we Patronize can buy more our patrons. We can get more patron. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Fuck. What was it? Oh yeah, the Elliot. <laughs> what, what's a moment in this episode that stands out for you, for, for better, better or, or worse. worse? Oh my god, no one's ever asked me this before. I gotta say, the hippies themselves—they were great mm. additions, great characters to this episode. And yeah, jumping ahead briefly to guest stars, they were played by George Carlin, mm -hmm. a legendary comedian. If you're not aware of him, go look up his seven words you can't say or any of his religious. It's fun because you can say those words now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or any of his stand-up specials, like, uh, really, really good. He does a phenomenal bit on PTSD as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's more serious than laughter, but um, it starts with, like, it started off and it was shell shock. That's two mm. syllables. Yeah. And then we had war weary. It's two syllables, but they're longer. Then we had battle fatigue. And then it goes all the way and it's just saying how the more syllables you give it, the less serious it sounds. Mm. Yeah. It's, re it's a really good bit. Very true and also with painfully funny. Climate change. I haven't seen that bit. Oh, it, it feel like it's on the same kind of thing, like changing the terminology yeah. weakens it. First it was climate change, now it's uh, global warming, and, yeah. and I'm not him, so I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> no, but, no, very But I'm can... alive, so <laughs> take that, yeah, George. Me. <laughs> but yeah, he does a similar thing as well, where yeah, you, the more syllables you add, the less offensive it is. You know, you can't say retard anywhere. Mentally challenged. A lot of <laughs> syllable humor. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very focused but it's still on the very syllables. True, so yeah. But totally. yeah, he's one of these amazing performers, like actually much like the Beatles, where when he started out stand up, it was so like clean cut and square yeah. and like if you go back and listen to his like I'm the ice tray man I'm always the one filling up the ice tray and <laughs> like that sort of stuff and then yeah when he dives into religion and society he's oh, so fucking awesome mm -hmm. like, and then his movie career you know popping up in Bill and Ted yep. and that's right oh Rufus Rufus yeah. Dogma yeah mm -hmm. done a few Kevin Smith movies mm. yeah that's the unwritten rule of the road <laughs> <laughs> and playing Seth was Martin Mole. Do you guys know who that is? No. 
He's been in a lot of movies. He was Colonel Mustard in the Clue movie. <laughs> um, he's also had parts in Roseanne and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You might not know him, but if he takes off the mask, he will reveal that he is Jean Parmesan. Jean! <laughs> oh my god. There it is. Yeah. I thought it was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite bits in Arrested Development. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't oh, actually gosh. know that was him until doing yeah. the show notes. And yeah, dude's had a career. Working actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I love the ones that just pop up around. Like, oh, yeah, I think I know this was something. Let me mm. look at their IMD. Holy shit! <laughs> yes, yeah, that's always fun. And also, like, he is a very accomplished musician as well. Yeah, like, really. yeah, banging guitar player, man. Like, yeah, yeah crazy. Bring it back to the hippie characters. Yeah, they didn't have any like standout characteristics or anything. They just were the type of people who'd hang out. And with. I think no, I think there's like really nice, like really subtle. Yeah characterization there because seth is a lot more tightly wound mm. yeah and wh- what's the name of the other one uh munchie munchie <laughs> and seth and munchie's, and munchie's more kind of apologetic yeah he's munchie's kind of like, one is just like just get out of here homer like, yeah. he doesn't blame him he's just like go mm. and yeah. homer says the uh good morning sunshine seth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel like that sums up that's yeah but yeah. also like how they are presented as you know homer's got the whole oh well you're all about profits profits man <laughs> half, you know, half the profits go to war or- orphans <laughs> yeah but uh, it's just how he kind of challenges them and they're like no no we're still cool but then later on they're like no homer you were never a hippie you just wear a poncho yeah but I mean, even I like how they sort of flirt with like, oh, maybe we could go for an yeah, old fashioned freak out. It's the mix of humoring him, but also kind of having some fun. But mm. then it just reality kicks he's, down the he's, door. He's the kid of one of their old dear yeah. friends who they have heard is a dynamite <laughs> in the sack, uh, demon, <laughs> a demon. <laughs> I love that. Just the knowing yeah. look at Abe, just so uh, oblivious. Oh, uh, you heard about that, huh? <laughs> but yeah, and I guess it goes without saying. Yes, that in school when this episode aired this was a fucking phenomenal moment for me like just having jay as my middle name and then just (laughs) seeing that and like (gasps) (laughs) i I was surprised how i didn't remember how early they got that out of the way yeah Yeah. they do quite quickly we go somewhere else as well yeah and um it's the right spelling and everything it's Mm -hmm. so good (laughs) and but it still leaves the question what does bart's j stand for in bartholomew j simpson Oh. Yeah, if Homer didn't know that was his middle initial, he's not going to pass it on. Yeah. Or maybe he just passed the initial on. There is, like, an unofficial official explanation where, like, an unofficially released, like, Simpsons book mm. about the Simpsons family history revealed that Bart's middle name is Jojo, and they haven't gone against it. Like, mm. the Simpsons haven't said, no, that's not the case. That's not canon, yeah. So it's, like, one of these official, unofficial canon things that, yeah, that's his middle name it's for like some Star reason. like Star Wars Legends. Yeah. Simpsons Legends. It's yeah. not super canon until it's, it's, the new movie comes out in contradiction. Yeah. Contradicts yeah. It. <laughs> it's not Extended Universe until the Disney oh, buy it and wipe the Extended yeah. Universe. Oh my God, that's <gasps> going to happen. I was going to say, can you imagine Disney going, hey, everything past season nine it doesn't count? <laughs> Oh my wow. god! I'd, I'd cool. have such mixed feelings because <laughs> <laughs> we'd lose Max Power, but and this episode, but mm. we'd lose so much crap. Yeah, uh, even though I failed, it's a mad, mad Marge. I'd say you could include it up to season twelve. I reckon. Ooh. Anyway, well, I assume we would be consulted, being experts. Yeah, that we are. Mm. So anyway, play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? A uh, hippie load. Okay. 
quite a few times. This is one that I feel like popped up quite a lot on the on the, the old, old syndication. Yeah, the old Fox Eight weekend. No, definitely. Like, like yeah, I, I love this episode. I know I taped it. I've seen it a billion times. And so, how about the wackiness of this episode? Homer gets everyone high. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, well, uh, no, which isn't wacky. Like no, the, that's true. It is. It is a grounded story beat, and mm. all of their wackiness is all. It's all parody. Tripping. Yeah, because I was going to riff on this for being, oh, the weed isn't like that. But they're like, no, no, they take peyote. They specifically yeah, yes. say nothing but carrots and peyote. Yeah, and that's sort of the thing, like, because I originally thought it was mushrooms mm. because of, like, the way they say their own private vegetables. But, yeah, so they had peyote, which means Homer harvested a bunch of cactuses and thought, <laughs> yeah, this is a vegetable. <laughs> Fucking yeah. grind it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> May as well talk, even though it is grounded, mm. and that's exactly what those characters would have been saying. Yeah, this is a <laughs> lot of my favorite visuals from the yeah, episode. I'm surprised how rock and roll Ned's hallucinations are. <laughs> yeah, He's got that's the Grateful right. Dead teddy bears and the skeleton and the pink floor. Floyd marching hammers. That turn into the Rolling Stones yeah. lips. <laughs> I mean, we know he's a big Beatles fan, so I guess some of the other rock rubbed off on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is so much of that late 60s, early 70s rock peppered throughout this episode. Like, oh, that yeah. whole peyote montage is done over White Rabbit mm-hmm. by Jefferson Airplane, which, man, fucking God. That what? is my yeah. jam. That is a song that just constantly builds and builds and builds and then fucking, yeah, throw the toaster in, man. Yeah. <laughs> that moment is so fucking right, the music! <laughs> oh my good... god I thought I'd have to get one of the goddamn mates to do it um, Homer versus Gophers is pretty wacky yeah, yeah that's right he fights one for a carrot and they all swarm him at the end yeah Although, actually, this is wacky for Willie's hallucination where he thinks he sees Fergie. Modern Simpsons fans, this isn't Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas that he's seeing. No, but it's where she got her nickname, the Duchess. Oh. The Duchess of York. Oh. Fergie York. I did not realise that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is in reference to Princess Sarah Ferguson, who, of course, Willie would be super attracted to. And That's... <laughs> Making out with a rake. He, oh. oh, his face is so scratched up. <laughs> so wonderful. More so. Huh, okay. Early wackiness. It's like uh, when they can't get the jar open, it's like, oh, well, shall I send out for Chinese? No, those people are all gristle. <laughs> <laughs> and the follow-up when Homer passes out trying to open up the jar, it's like, what we need around here is some new blood. You want me to drain Simpson while he's passed out? <laughs> if these are the ideas that don't go through, man, uh, they've got some blood on their hands. Some Lots fresh blood. Mm-hmm. The best kind. <laughs> and Barney's hallucination. I don't know what the monster is that he sees. It's a little bad trip gremlin. Yeah, a little, little yeah. freak out gremlin. <laughs> but then he drinks some beer and yeah. then the pink elephant from Dumbo comes in. And yeah, yeah anyway. that's a freaking trip. If you've, if you've not watched Pink Elephants on Parade bit from Dumbo in a long time, yeah. watch it and you'll get high. That's so good. I'm hoping that the remake has that. Uh, I guarantee you it won't, and it fucking should. (laughs) And yeah, final bit from the hallucination wackiness as well is Grandpa and Jasper as Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) We're so old. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a long drag-out joke, but it's just framed so perfectly, Uh, and I'm going to make a gif of that moment and watch it for years. (laughs) The animation's so nice. All of the sky. It's such a nicely lit If that could be gif wallpaper, we would get it in the house. That'd be amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't mean computer wallpaper, man. (laughs) I mean literal. 
<laughs> so I do love, hey, Marge, we're freaking out squares. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marge was definitely freaked out for sure. <laughs> oh, so childlike. I know. This is, it's this just is, quietly this is, proud. This is very nice Homer. Yeah. Mm. No jerk ass. It's, it's, Even though he, like, fucks up. And but he, accidentally, he didn't mean to do totally, that. Totally. He's, he's got the best intentions. Yeah, and I just love how, like, quietly proud he is. He's like, oh, hey, sweetie, we're freaking out squares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is the perfect conduit for all that hippie stuff. Like, uh, Oh, yeah. Well, you know, your feet are jet black, Dad. <laughs> well, I do walk through pretty much anything. <laughs> so good. <laughs> You're lazy and self-righteous. You make a perfect hippie. <laughs> That's so true. Mm-hmm. Any other wackiness? Uh, Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> this sequence, like, it isn't particularly funny, but what pays it off is that Homer is writing oh, yeah. all of it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is one where, yeah, of course we find it amusing, but I don't know if a young Simpsons fan will. It's very, like, there's a lot of piles of references there. Mm-hmm. But how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? The poncho. The poncho. Yeah, when he's like, but I tried. Yeah. Really kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess the implication in those moments is that, like, this is a part of him that he'd long forgotten about, you know, mm, probably mm. too young to retain those memories or whatever, and sort of getting told about Woodstock again and then seeing that beautiful mural as well, which is, like, mm. gorgeous. Yeah. The synapses joined, you know, he remembered, like, all these parts of his past that he'd long forgotten, and now he's trying to recapture it. It's quite beautiful, actually. Yeah. Those mm. nice sprinklings of Mona Simpson. Yep. She's, yeah, she's oh, she's full of heart. Anytime yeah. it's she's referenced, yeah, mostly, mostly yeah. anytime until the latter ones. Yes. But I would say this is less heart, more spirit, if you like. Oh. That it's more its feeling is in its ideology and its intent rather than its you know actual thumps. Ooh, mm. yes, yeah, I like that. Groovy, <laughs> <laughs> indeed, as the kids say. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just read one of my notes when uh, Homer gets to the hippie commie. It's like I can feel the good vibrations, and it pans out he's leaning into a beehive. <laughs> And he even goes for the hippie spirit beauty at the end where he's doing the old putting the flowers in the barrel of the gun thing. Yep. Like that old photo. (laughs) Then they just shoot him in the head. Yeah. (laughs) It just ends on those beautiful jokes of, well, can't you pull it out? I'm a doctor, not a gardener. Well, can't you prune the loose so I can watch TV? What did I just say? (laughs) Yeah. Cut in. Like... It is a bit of a sudden ending, but yeah, I'm willing to forgive Because it that. ends it's... on such a good joke. You're yeah. laughing and then it's over. You're like, you get it, oh, because you're over ending, not because, oh, that's a bad ending. I remember always watching this as a kid and being really confused and perplexed with that being like, <laughs> was there a bullet? What? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it was shot into his head. I assume they were like shooting rock salt or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then if you've got rock salt shot yeah. directly yeah. into your brain. Yeah. That's probably not good either. Not, well, neither is a flower. Yeah. No. But, I mean, it's a good thing it wasn't a gladiola, because otherwise... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> they Close call one. those the Widowmakers. <laughs> <laughs> the Stinger. <laughs> yeah. They don't let you use that no more. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's not like a romantic heart or anything, but it is nice seeing yeah, Homer embrace this side of himself, and going on the freakout was a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Like. The cosmic fool is here. <laughs> Fifteen years of service, and they tell me with a jester giving an invisible proclamation. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Oh, for sure. Homer exploring a new side of himself, and not just like a Homer job thing. He's actually going, ah, this could be part of my personality that I've not explored, and goes for that, yeah. Mm, and, and grounded in his history. Yeah, it's, it's not a complete out of nowhere kind of thing, which is always fun when he goes to space or, do, you know, whatever that is. But this is like from his character that has mm. already been established, which is 
that's always fun, especially with those earlier seasons where there are these unanswered questions. Mm. What is, what's his middle name? Yeah. There's stuff that hasn't been explored yet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually interesting in an episode that references Mona quite a lot that she's actually not in it. Like, and I think it's stronger for that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's in it a little bit in the Woodstock flashback. Yeah, but if, they, if she'd shown up and go, Homer, that's not how you be a hippie. Yeah, that's it right. It would have just sucked. And you needed her absence yep. for Homer to flourish in. In the mm. attempt to get close to a person that's not there. And yeah. seeing all of those, you know, like him and his dad, like seeing them all in that context, it's important without her. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we get to see them and how they all fit in with that. Whereas if she was there, it would mm. become about her. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. And yeah, so as far as character integrity as goes as well, Grandpa is just on top form in oh, this yeah. episode. I love him at Woodstock. He's <laughs> got that picture-accurate representation oh of Woodstock, like the photo that you can actually side-by-side comparison. But Abe's just sitting there with his arms folded <laughs> on in a, a chair. On a fold-out chair. <laughs> in, a, in a suit. Bring on Sha-na-na. <laughs> Sha-na-na. I'm sure there's an enlistment tent around here somewhere. <laughs> Put some pants on and pull them back down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, in it for the spanking. Yeah. Yeah, even the people. His introduction, he's lying on the floor because he's, tri- he's clearly tripped over a skateboard, which we didn't see happen. Yeah. But it's just such a great. And that's what Grandpa's doing. Yeah, he's yeah like, it's like. Yeah, it was your mother's job to love you and stuff. I was in it for the spanking. <laughs> and on the drive, we can have a nice father son chat. Great. I'll go shoot myself for bringing this up. <laughs> uh, fuck, I love that line. There are so many good quotable oh, moments yeah. in this episode. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Uptown girl. I mean, yes. <laughs> Certainly. I'm definitely watching again. We're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? I say Mona Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is in it, despite what I said yeah, before. Yeah, well, I mean, just pair this one with the one where she does come back, and I think that's going to have a good parallel for Homer mm. dealing without his mother all these yeah. years later. Pairing it up with the Abe and Homer and bottled liquids. Yeah. With the, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. patented... Uh, uh, Simpson and Simpson Son. Sex tonic. Yeah. 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 That's a great episode. It's Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. Yep, that's yes. the one. Such a good one. I'm going to put this in the Hallucinations playlist with yep. like Lisa and... Oh, look, it's Lisa in the sky. No diamonds, though. Mm. Oh, oh, help oh. us. The drapes are melting yeah. again. <laughs> Frankly, I think I'm overdone. <laughs> yes. BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Ooh, Nelly. I don't think I want to change anything because it's all pretty damn hilarious but let me have a quick nope don't change it all right like if you're going to be a total dick you could say you needed to update some of the references but fuck that the kids can learn <laughs> if you don't understand it fantastic yeah, i didn't, you're we didn't learn understand these, these things when we were yeah? watching in the that's right to begin with no nah, the episode still works regardless of those things yeah and it, it gets richer the more you understand i never understood yeah. the bit at the end where they're playing uptown girl but in you know sitar music and then he's got i buried flanders at the end <laughs> until someone explained to me about the beatles and the you know paul is dead theory yeah yeah oh that ending um we were talking you know last time when we were with hottest 100s and thousands the sonic youth like that noise rock version of the simpsons theme mm. that closed out the episode yeah this one where it's the Simpsons melody over like the rhythm section of Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles. Yeah. And yeah, Homer peppering in Uptown Girl. <laughs> he only comes in at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like we all sat there and enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. it's so good. And so this was performed by a band called Yola Tengo. They are like an experimental sort of shoegazy noise rock band. Nice. And um, they were apparently good friends with Donnick Carey. And they're sort of one of those bands that sort of just existed below the absolute success. But mm. 
admittingly, I hadn't heard of them before I was doing my research, but I chucked a bit of them on while I was doing this, and yeah, they've got some solid stuff. Like One of those bands that always has a gig, but never gets to be a yeah. uh, household name. Yeah, fair. It's still a decent place to be, as long as you can get work. How about you, Oscar? What would you like to change about this episode? Maybe build up the police standoff yeah. at the end more. I don't know, like a little bit more escalation there, but also I feel like that may take away from the the kind of realism of those hippie characters. Yeah. Because uh, they're not going to go along with anything. They're like... Yeah. The longer you spend there, the more they have to make their own stand. And yes. I just love how they say that, like, this man does not represent us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully done so. But other than... Th- yeah. So not really. I no, mean- I know what you mean. And yeah, I'm going to say what I'd change. Yeah, I don't really want to change much. I have such a good mm. time with this episode. I think the two standout things of me that sort of slow the pacing down is that Bob Hope bit, but... Again, that's uh, it's so funny, especially if you know these people. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time that I laughed as soon as he said Bob Hope was his first stop yeah, for yeah. hippie references. <laughs> and Bob Hope just walks in and goes, "Groovy man, I'm a yeah. hippie." <laughs> no, you always want to take your hippie references from someone who opens with the words, "I'm a hippie." No, yes. it's like, all right, I'm gonna really get into horror movies now. Let's start with the famous horror movie directors. The Wayans Brothers, you know? <laughs> they did so many scary movies. They're even called scary movies. <laughs> the scariest. <laughs> it's right there on the title. Why it's, would they lie? It's like when you want fine wines. You get the one that says red wine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd it's say fine. that. And the actual, like, Homer Lenny Carl filming the nuclear plant thing, as much as I liked it, I felt like it mm. dragged. And especially because it didn't end up having much to do with the rest of the episode. It- he wanted to join the Actors Guild. <laughs> yeah. Why else would he want to know what his middle name is? Yeah. Would you like some phony credits? Fat guy number three. Good, good. <laughs> I, love, I never lie on the same form twice. You lied dozens of times on a home loan application. That was all a part of a single ball of lies. <laughs> oh, I love his justifications. Yeah. Single ball of lies. So musical moments from the episode. Oh my god, this is oh, a yeah. lot. So good. I want the Spotify playlist of mm-hmm. this episode. That's a it, lot it of It may be the same, except for Uptown Girls, as the soundtrack <laughs> for Battlefield Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much. I remember playing that. Great soundtrack. Mm. Yeah? Oh, same. Oh, ooh, super good. Nice. Yep. Getting to blow people up in a Huey while listening to White Rabbit is good shit. <laughs> oh, mm. Such and a that good live gym. version of Really Got Me. Fucking t- blowtorch. It's awesome. Kinks as well? Oh yeah. Nice. But yeah, so some other songs in this episode, Time of the Season by the Zombies, and mm-hmm. yeah, this song is my fucking jam. I love this shit. It's actually a band that I haven't checked out much, but I do really love the two songs they're famous for. Yeah, mm. well, they're very good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Time of the Season, like yeah, just yeah. that, dun dun dun, that just like, it's so Vietnam establishing yeah. shot bing, in my mind. Bing, bing, little piano plinks. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much walking through the rice fields. Yeah. There was also incense, strawberry, something, and time. It's a gr- incense, it's a- strawberry, some peppermint. peppermint you know oh, yeah. Oh, I remember downloading this off LimeWire. That, oh, wow. that, that's that song. <laughs> How retro. <laughs> Can't believe we used to get our music on that. <laughs> I think people are going to like, you think the re- new retro is going to be retro tech where they use like 56K dial-up? <laughs> Yeah. You know, the way that yeah. some people use, you know, vinyl. Yeah, it's less convenient, but it's more pure, man. <laughs> you know, the songs don't sound the same unless they have to stop 10 times to buffer, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not the internet until you get it ruined if your mum picks up a phone. Ah, yep. <laughs> uh, Incense and Peppermints by Strawberry Alarm Clock. There uh, we go. Strawberry Alarm Clock. Again, I should start checking out these bands because. Um, mm. 
And yeah, of course, Homer singing Uptown Girl, <laughs> completely missing the fucking point of the hippie movement. Beautifully done. Misplaced passion is Homer's yeah. bag, yeah, yeah, that, that's baby. The and when it becomes his song of protest, Uptown <laughs> Girl. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not even a 60, I don't think it's even a 70s song. I think it's eight, like 80s Joel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. 1983. (laughs) Beautiful. It's perfectly wrong in every potential way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, yeah, just once again, bigging up that end credits music as well, Mm because, yeah, I fucking love Tomorrow Never Knows. Like, acid-era Beatles is just so good. Like, uh, And the psychedelic imagery behind the credits, it's Mm. just really nice. There's only one word for it, and it's groovy. (laughs) BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed I do. Uh, Homer's just, that's it. Somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that. And okay, guys, set your nightsticks to whomp. Uh, Mine's stuck on 12. (laughs) Uh, For crying out, there. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like the parent helping out their kids. I really love competent Wiggum in this one, especially when uh, Lou's all like, the electric yellow's got me by the brain banana. (laughs) He's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, competent Wiggum. Not an outfit we see him wear much. No, but in this it was really, really good. And the fact that he was then representative of the establishment, I think it was just Mm, really funny. Yeah. Because especially, like, they go to the whole nine yards with confronting the hippies as well with a tank and, like, five squad cars. and Come up with your hands up so we can crush all your stuff and burn all your possessions. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Oscar? Any other notes? I love that when Homer comes back to the farm, he throws the frisbee and it double clonks. Yeah, on uh, against both, both their heads, both their heads. <laughs> and yeah. it, and it looks very painful. Yeah, <laughs> I, we didn't talk about the uh, hacky sack either. Oh. <laughs> Join the hack, and they just kick it between each other. <laughs> kick it to home, and he doesn't get it. Just boots it, and like it's a great metaphor for his approach to hippieism. Wants yeah. to be there so badly, but just doesn't understand. Doesn't know. It. And they kick it into the pond for, for skinny, sk- skinny dipping and the swing for skinny swinging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really does get that hippie lifestyle. <laughs> Oh, I just love the animation of Homer when he tries to open up that jar in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. There's such nice, like, contorted faces. Mm. Getting up on the bench. And... Yeah, spits in both his hands, uses his <laughs> shirt. Like, it's such active animation. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's time for my final notes. Yeah, just the shot of Woodstock as well. Like, that was absolutely mm. true to it. And yeah. Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem, mm-hmm. like, which... For context, if you didn't know at the time, that was actually seen as a protest, you know. Yeah, because he's making the uh, wow, 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 like a siren. Oh, mm. I didn't know that as well. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be America in crisis. Yeah, mm. but also like taking the lyrics out of it and performing on the instrument was a statement as well. And like playing that super distorted guitar and like really embellishing the melody as well and playing to the guitar's strength as well, was seen as like a massive protest and and whatever, and it was a really impactful moment. But again, Homer sort of missing the mark on hippieism is really funny because later at the dinner table scene, he's humming the national anthem. And <laughs> it just, oh, it's like, oh, Homer, you're so close, but that's not the point. Yeah. It's narc. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd stop calling me a narc. <laughs> right, at least put on your poncho, right? Fine. How do we skip? The human wang is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah, that is a line that stuck with me. Oh, yeah. It's it's on all my police reports. (laughs) And, Dad, do you think you start showering soon? Perhaps. In time. (laughs) In time. (laughs) And just another little subtle indication that the hippies are bigger business than the image leads on as well. Mm. You know who is going to be mad? Our stockholders. Like, this must be a big company. It is publicly floated. They're mm -hmm. they're the biggest organic juice manufacturers in Springfield, which we know is very big. 
I mean, West Springfield is the size of, of Texas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, it does put a sad spin on this episode that, yeah, they probably didn't get out of this, okay? No. <laughs> oh, no. Would have been arrested on peyote. But it was nice of them to blame an oaf. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. BT, kick it off. Oh, man. I'm pretty damn comfortable giving this a solid gold. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those ones. There's nothing wrong with it. I just can't quite give it the cubic. I'm kind of hoping someone does, but it is just unquestionably. It's great. I was sitting there going, okay, it's definitely a gold opening, but I can't remember how well the ending ties it together. And it is admittedly a little bit quick from a story perspective, but it's fun and it's funny. It's great. So yeah, solid gold for me. Yeah, oh, I'm surprised that it was edging a cubic. It's very well much in the dead center of gold for me. I could have given it a silver, but man, it, it, like you said, it's too much damn fun. Like, mm-hmm. I have a solid time with this. I'm very comfortable calling this an excellent episode. Oscar, finish it off. Oh, yeah, it's, it's straight on gold, baby. Mm-hmm. That opening is a cubic opening for me, though. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's really every funny. single moment. Yeah, it's one that's there's not a single wasted line. No, it's all beautiful. They use mm-hmm. every single part of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. <laughs> Guys, this will be a unanimous gold. This will be joining other unanimous golds, like A Fish Called Selma, which we did the other mm-hmm. week with Pods in the Key of Springfield, Bart on the Road, you know, with the wad fur. Oh, and- <laughs> oh so good. Mm-hmm. Burns Baby Burns, which we reviewed a few weeks ago with yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah for... Um, Larry. Yeah, what's his person name? <laughs> you I, know- all I know is he doesn't get any respect. <laughs> Don Cheadle. Why can't I fucking remember his name? Robert Karloff? <laughs> Robbie, Rob, uh, you guys know it. Joey, Joe, 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 Charbonneau. Da- Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> fuck there. <laughs> Got there, fuck uh, you. If it okay. helps you any, I actually couldn't remember. But I can remember <laughs> what it wasn't. <laughs> All right, and it's time for Is That Reputation Justified, but... <gasps> Is there a twist? This is not for this episode. See, when we did that 90s show with Hottest 100s and 1000s, I was caught up in the, how do I put it, very angry energy in the room (laughs) that I've completely forgot to do it. So I normally would just forget about it, but this is actually a bit of a historic is that reputation justified for that 90s show? Do you remember that episode, Oscar? Is that the one where Homer starts like grunge rock? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, vaguely. So, this came from Robert Canning of IGN. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. Not today, my friend. He gave that 90s show a 3 out of 10. Did it kill his wife? <laughs> All right. He goes on to say, what that 90s show did was kill my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You're sorry. spot on there. I'm sorry, That's the Rob. whole review. That explains why he hates it so much. Even then, only a 3. Yeah, yeah he gave it... <laughs> I mean, what? you've really got to piss him off to get a 3, so... He is the feather touch. Mm-hmm. He says, what that 90s show did was neither cool nor interesting. Instead, it insulted lifelong Simpsons fans everywhere. With this episode, the writers chose to change the history of the Simpsons family... It was my least favorite episode of the 19th season. Okay. Yeah. 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 Take that, that 90s show. It's, it's, it's like a lead feather. <laughs> actually, just out of curiosity, you were there when we did that episode, but not for the recording. What mm-hmm. would have you given it, actually? I feel like I could have gone participant. Yeah. Like, I feel like, because I've listened to the podcast since, my biggest point of disagreement, uh, you guys were talking about how it ruins the canon. I feel like there's nothing that can't happen in Simpsons canon now. It just gets shifted in time. And Simpsons' timeline has always been very wibbly-wobbly. Like, Homer has always been portrayed as at least 35-plus. Yeah. And if Marge and Homer did have Bart straight out of high school, and even if Homer was kept back a couple of years, he's, you know, late 20s, early 30s maximum. There's always been at least a five-year gap. Yeah. And so to say, this is what happened, that five-year gap, and they've been going for so long, they had to make it in the 90s. 
I think a lot of the jokes really fall flat. I think there was so much more they could have done with that Professor character. I think the Professor character should have been Marge's intellectual stimulation, whereas Homer is her emotional stimulation. And it was a mm. decision between those two points. There was so much more to get from it. But I don't think it destroys the timeline the way a lot of people say it does. Because B-sharps can still happen. It just happens later now. So, yeah, it's not one I want to defend. That's not a hill I want to die on. <laughs> but I just, I feel like there's so much worse that has been done to The Simpsons in that episode. Yeah, but um, it didn't kill your wife. Yeah, no. exactly. I mean, I have to get married first. And that would be a weird wedding day of <laughs> just let you know, an episode may try to kill you <laughs> just to anger me. I know it, it's weird. Just, I love you, honey. Just go with it. The Simpsons yeah. is too powerful to be stopped. <laughs> it is killing wives. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for our Teens Era episode and also a mini... <laughs> Yeah. extra podcast about another Teens Era episode anyway uh, now it's time for our classic episode now we're going to go all the way back to the fourth season with Ooh. Duffless how would Eliza Shilas um, introduce that episode <coughs> Duffless <laughs> looking in the glass and the foam's the mimic of Duffless <laughs> we'll be Down back for the count and I'm drowning in it <laughs> All I have to do is write it with it. It's not hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lin Manuel, you hack. <laughs> <laughs> you genius hack. How dare you take one you easy wealthy, rhyme? Wealthy, wealthy hack. <laughs> he earned it, though. I'm Alexander Hamilton, and I'm here to say that. <laughs> I'm going to declare independence the patriotic way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our classic and our final episode for the evening, which was Season 4, Episode 16, Duffless. First released in February of 93, it was directed by Jim Reardon and written by David M. Stern. In this episode, Homer gets busted drink driving, and he gets court-appointed Alcanon needings, and Marge, concerned about his drinking habits, asks him to go sober for 30 days, and in the B story... Bart ruins Lisa's tomato, and so she starts a new si uh, experiment for the science fair. Is my brother dumber than a hamster? Guys, what did you think? Oh, I love this episode so much. So classic. Yeah, if I can borrow a quote from our good friends at Pods in the Key of Springfield, this episode fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. It's one of these ones that's like... I sometimes forgot that the hamster and the duffless story are yeah, the same thing. Mm. I did it as well. I, I remember when we started watching it and it starts with that fantastic Go-Go Ray bit. Oh. <laughs> Can't stop, stop doing, doing the, the monkey. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disrupting learning, but I don't mind. First, First prize. First prize. Yeah, I love Lisa's, oh, I'm just messing with you. It's a very kids yeah. thing to just be doing. Why are you saying that? <laughs> i got to say, Lisa, that should have been your experiment. How much can you mess with a mind by... <laughs> Subliminal message while sleeping, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Subliminal, liminal, and superliminal. <laughs> hey, you! Kill her! <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Cool, motherfucker. Uh, um, actually, yeah. no, I know where I'm going to go with this. The bit I'm going to call upon is the whole escape the plant bit. That yes. bit is ridiculous and amazingly funny. Mm -hmm. And I just love the implication of Homer has not prepared for this because when he gets the giant spider, he doesn't even know what to do. <laughs> he didn't read the thing and then do it. And I love that subtext of him not is even it? preparing. Just like, okay, I'll just use this to escape. It's like, no, nope, don't read it or anything. I'll be prepared. No, nope. And I love that. If to pass the spider's curse, you must <laughs> recite a Bible verse. Thou shalt, shalt not... Uh, nah, uh, <laughs> it with a 
rock. <laughs> he, he David's him. Actually, yeah. that's a very good point. He yeah. almost, he like did a Bible action. Yeah, still went yeah, biblical that, with that's it. That's how he gets through it because it is still a Bible <laughs> verse, kind of. And it's got the weird like early Simpsons when like they illustrate Springfield as a violent place when everyone's marching and a guy stops to tie his shoe and guys thwomps in the back yeah. and gets him to keep moving it, it, like some it, kind of baton death march. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about that as well. Yeah, Homer obviously didn't read the instructions written in a very playful, like, in couplets. Yeah. But he obviously skipped to the end to where the broken window is because Barney was waiting for him at the right spot. Yep. But I- unfortunately, <laughs> he spots a pile of rags that he thought was Princess Di. I, I love mean- that it's a broken window. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a window that's broken. Like, people use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like how uh, Mr. Burns goes through all those security doors and gets to the very bottom with to shut off the power and there's just <laughs> the a broken dog. door and the dog's not in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow yeah. wandered but in. The very slight joke I wanted to bring up is one of the posters in the Duff Brewery uh, talking about all their ads throughout the years has uh, Prohibition got you down? Try Dr. Duff's tonic. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. obviously them subtly getting alcohol to the populace during Prohibition. And I fucking love that. Oh, there I are so many incredibly slight, subtle jokes in this. A number of times I stop and go, Oh, fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah. No, it's so fantastic. And yeah, in that scene as well where they have that like old school cartoon as well, it's like, mm. it fills your beer receptors up with your, goodness. Your Q-Zone. <laughs> with goodness. With pure goodness. Oh, it's so good. Because yeah, I love watching all those like old Doctor Recommends mm. ads on YouTube. They're just horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My doctor recommends camels. <laughs> uh, how about you, Oscar? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Ooh, I love the Clockwork Orange cupcake mm. reference. A cupcake orange, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. It's so good. The music. The, and the music and him just like going cross-eyed and like collapsing down on the ground. <laughs> it's such a strong B story. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't intersect with the main story at all. And it is not flawed because of that. No. Yeah. Because they are both so beautifully strong and dynamic oh well they are kind of they do cross over at the end yeah, I, was say, I think they have a great kind of intersection in the sense that when one is ramping up the other because homer you know he yeah, goes for absolutely th- a lot of things happen with him and then he gets to okay you know 30 days without beer and there's only really kind of just snippets of him doing that because you can't follow him for a full 30 yeah. days yeah get boring there's no story he's just not drinking and so as that's kind of flatlining because there's not much you can do with that that's when the bart lisa story starts ramping up and it yeah. carries that weight to the end of the episode and it's so good uh, the, yeah. the, the science fair and the night intersection of Homer having already gone almost a month and yeah. Ralph's little alcohol fueled car. car a surprisingly adept science fair presentation for Ralph mm. he may have just wandered behind that um, yeah. that experiment <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> it was originally Millhouse's and then he had to go with what how <laughs> pretty lame Millhouse pretty lame oh it's glory I love it anytime Millhouse says like behold anytime he has that kind of the cat goes <laughs> in <laughs> this is my horsey nay <laughs> but yeah that clockwork the cupcake orange bit that is mm. so good there is like someone has made like a simpsons and film references side by side thing and this was one that i didn't actually realize until like a year or two ago yeah when that video came along and you saw mm. the side by side and it's just amazing just the little shots yeah. that they decided to replicate mm. for a scene that's like i mean from a movie that's also objectively hard to watch and yeah in reference to a scene that is hard to watch like, and it, it, you don't need to know the reference to get it it's yeah, yeah he's because freaked. when you're a kid you're like oh he's freaked out by cupcakes they yeah. keep shocking him and later on you're like oh <laughs> and, it, and it works on those multiple levels yeah. it's all about that conditioning of the mind and yeah it's one of those ones where you're watching it and your older brother who watches a lot of Kubrick is laughing and you're like I mean it's funny Phil but yeah uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, now that I think about it, raindrops keep falling on my head and singing in the rain could be about the same person. Uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to say the moment from the story that stands out to me and they're talking about the intersectioning of this episode is when Bart's freaking out from the cupcake thing, then Homer grabs the last six packs that's in the fridge yes. and pours them out. And when does I was 17, it is all kinds of perfect. Very good beer. <laughs> It is all kinds of perfect. Oh it is so sm- it's so beautiful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I think all of us were singing that the next day yeah. at school. It's so yeah. beautifully succinct and just stupidly funny. Mine like, was Brian McGee. <laughs> I stayed up listening to Queen. <laughs> I just him knocked out listening to Queen. Yeah, I mean there's a reason I picked that for the main like picture yeah, for this yeah. episode. Like you know exactly what's going on in that moment. Mm. My second option was the photo ID of Brian McGee. <laughs> I like how there's a weird sort of continuity between that scene there, and I can't remember which one comes first, but the one where it's like, when Bar can't see it, and scratchy, and it's got oh. the moon landing, and Homer's sitting in a beanbag chair, listening to records, <laughs> yummy, 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 I got love in my tongue. <laughs> well, yeah, Homer in that beanbag chair. This, I just love the relationship with Homer and music in general. It's yeah. great. Just getting loaded, listening to the good tunes of the 60s and 70s. Yeah, just having a good time. Yeah. And yeah, just about that story as well. I did find that the pacing did kind of go weird in the third act, though. And yeah, I- there were some weird slower moments. But again, I think that's just the nature of visual storytelling, that we've just gotten more adept to the speed of it. Sure. But yeah, I actually didn't think about it like this before you guys had sort of mentioned it is, you know, one plot's ramping up, the other one's ramping down, all that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sort of frames the third act a bit better in my mind now because... Like, I felt once the science fair over, it felt like they just sprinted through the Homer plot. But, you know, you did bring up a good point. It's 30 days of him not drinking. What's he going to do? Not drinking stuff? Mm. Yeah. Sober things. It's so simple. It's such a simple ending. Mm. It's just nice. It's like family values. Like, it's it's talking about, like, drinking problems. Yeah, Yeah. you consider where Homer started with his hiding beer around the house and drinking to escape reality. And do you ever drink alone? Does the Lord count as a person? (laughs) No. Then yes. (laughs) Do you need a beer to fall asleep? Thank you. I'd love one. (laughs) Yeah, so you take that Homer and you compare it to the Homer who's like, ah, put it in the fridge. I got a date with my wife. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. He he looks at the bar flies and it's a lot of really nice videos visual storytelling Mm -hmm. and simple paying off what they've spent the whole episode like building up yeah yeah and little details like how just jaggedly he draws that last x on the calendar (laughs) it's just twitching (laughs) yeah but uh, uh, the visualness about the bar flies that is a very good point because they haven't spelled it out oh you know what i don't need to get depressingly drunk with you sad bar flies right now no they just sort of show it they were showing it during that whole oh look homer's back (laughs) (laughs) we hate him (laughs) (laughs) i think this is a problem that this is obviously something that the simpsons had to address because you know homer's this wildly popular character and one of his traits is he loves beer Mm. and you know it's a very fine line for a show to be like this is the character versus this is what we're endorsing yeah Mm. yeah so it's sort of good that they've put homer like just having a break yeah and it's Mm. nothing character changing and it does still illustrate drinking largely in a bad light yeah Mm. whereas if we think of the other one it's like oh he gets tanked with moe's and then drives home yeah yeah it's not a big point but it is something they just kind of glossed over Whereas here, it's the crux of the episode. It's still very human episodes, mm. dealing with very, like, yeah. you know, human problems, which is when I think The Simpsons was at its best, when it was relatable. Yeah. yeah. And it also resets it to zero in a way that y- you feel good about it. You still mm. feel like you've gone through a character arc, but you know yeah. Homer's okay with drinking now, but he also can take that time. 
yeah, is making some time for his wife. And mm. uh, oh, I love that scene as they're bicycling mm. off at yeah, the end. beautifully coloured and all the orange. And... And, and also, very simple. That's yeah. We just cut from him leaving to them on the bike. It's not him coming back and, Marge, I'm, yeah. you, we're I've going learned out. a lesson. Yeah, it's, we're it's... going for frosty chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Ah, oh, jeez. Um, a hamster flying a plane worth. <laughs> oh, I thought you would have said 30 days worth. Damn it! <laughs> I will say many, many, many times. Yeah. This is one of those episodes that is splintered in my brain. And mm. all of these iconic jokes are mm. just like, when I think of The Simpsons, I think of so many moments from this episode. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. That, like, so many iconic moments. Like, I will say, like, I'm hesitant to call it an iconic episode as a whole, but it's definitely mm. made up of so many of these small, yeah. endlessly quotable things. So let's get into some of those. With the wackiness of this episode, what are some wacky things that stood out to you guys? Giant spider? The, the <laughs> rhyming treasure map yep. way I out. Mean, I think we all know from running D&D campaigns, if you make a map, it, it rhymes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just kind of a requirement. If it rhymes, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> the way it works. How about Wiggum getting knocked over in the giant beer can? Ah, help! Wait, this is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, wee! Kaboom! Uh, yeah, put it in the... tree and explodes in the playlist of exploding things that shouldn't, shouldn't explode. explode. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. While we're, while we're talking playlists, how about uh, people jumping out of windows? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no help, you'll uh. never touch a beer again. Ah! <laughs> the BTA's disbanded! <laughs> yeah. Ah! Yeah, and today we had an accidental playlist of, yeah, mentions to the royal family yeah. as well. With Barney thinking that pile of rags was Princess Di. That is so stupid. Hi I love well, it. Highly defined butt playlist. Yeah, I wrote down Skinner's bedonk. <laughs> he's like, bedonk. Whoa. Like he's wearing nothing at all. Yeah. Like he goes to bend his shoe and all of a sudden it's dun 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 Oh, and in that same moment, the giant goddamn tomato. The tomato. The tomato. Busted my tomato. Buster uh, my tomato. And without trying to come off like we're copying our good friends over at Pods in the Key of the Springfield. Well, no, but that is a very good point that I didn't think about before yeah. their episode. That Lisa just loaded this with anabolic steroids, and that's probably not fit to feed humans. <laughs> but I love the line where it's like, the same that are used to help our athletes reach new heights? The yep. very same. <laughs> <laughs> that's so infomercially it, delivered. Well, it's just such a moment where I realized how much grown-up humor was hidden in yeah. the show. Oh, fucking oath. But no, the moment that I want to mention is, and this has been something that's always bugged me over the years, so I'm saying also go check out their podcast, Pods mm. in the Key of Springfield. It's a lot of fun. But the fact that Lisa brings the tomato to school the day that's not the science fair mm. has always bugged the shit out of me. you got to walk your tomatoes. When they're full of steroids and you don't exercise them, they get grouchy. Oh, yeah, you got to massage it. Yeah. Massage the steroids. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that is the scenario that she does need to have constant upkeep and watching it. Yeah, but... it's like, uh, you know, in Better Off Ted, when they try to grow the meat <laughs> and they need to stimulate it, otherwise it becomes depressed. I haven't oh, thought yeah. of Better Off Ted in so long. It's such a great show. I'm so, so bummed good. they never got a third. It's yeah. really... Two, it's joined... two great seasons. Two great seasons. Yeah. Portia de Rossi. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And everyone. Oh, I think oh. everyone in that show is just an absolute showcase mm. for... I need to re-watch that. Oh, it's so good. There are so few bad episodes of it. My favourite's still when they accidentally give Linda, like, a boost drug. Oh. I forget what it is. That's oh, like, yeah. And sh yeah she's experimental like irony drug. And she's, yeah. like, just insanely perky the entire time. Have you seen your... Wow, your legs are, like, granite wrapped in silk. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's one of those shows where it can reset to zero because, like, there's 
always a new experiment that they can mm. do every week. It's what I loved also mm. about Party Down, where yes, it was ev- always just a new gig. Great, yeah. great story engine, mm. a story engine making machine. It's so inherently fantastic with solid characters, and oh, that also only lasted two seasons. Fucking hell! Yep. Oh, get your shit together, Hollywood. Where are we up to? Wackiness. <laughs> Bart just shoved his whole fist in his mouth. <laughs> no, it's Bart. doable. It I've stuck. done it. Oh shit! <laughs> it didn't the, get stuck. The Duff blimp dropping out little parachuting, <laughs> yeah. paratrooping Duff Beers, yeah. bottles of beer. Yeah, the, the train chugala, 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 chugala. <laughs> I always thought it was saying chugger Duff, but it is saying chugalug, right? I, I I always thought it was chugalug. Yeah, but I also thought Princess Di was a pile of rats, not a pile of rags. But I oh. listened this time; it's definitely rats. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's like a Mandela effect. Yeah, maybe. maybe it was rats. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw the alternative cut. <laughs> Two timelines crossed over. We're through the looking glass here, people. Incidentally, Alice's adventures through the windshield glass. <laughs> and decapitation of Leadfoot Larry. This of Larry so, Leadfoot. This is so excellent. That whole bit is just phenomenal. Great, great Troy McClure. Oh, just what a terrible tragedy. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> Fucking pitch perfect. I just think we'll be looking at real life accidents. <laughs> and everyone's like being sick to their stomach. And, Homer's and just like, the one dude who swallows his own puke. Oh my God. Well, They're appealing the him off the sidewalk. <laughs> it's funny because I don't know him. And just the start of that, it's like, well, what you're going to watch next? We'll shock you out of ever drink driving again. It's just him yep. in a kiddie pool. <laughs> it's oh, wait, such wait. a good scream. Yeah. It's such a good scream. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 I do something really funny here. <laughs> so this is a... And no one laughs. And this is the first appearance of Sarah. She, oh, really? Yeah, Sarah Wiggum. This is her oh, first really? on-screen appearance. Oh, yeah. what a great first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> In a home movie. <laughs> Roll the thing. <laughs> Just on Troy McClure as well, this episode's awesome because we get double Phil Hartman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also get a little Lionel Hutz bit. Yeah, nice. Surprise witnesses, <laughs> each more surprising than the last. Pipe down in their huts. <laughs> Such a good misdirect. Mm. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, it's fantastic. And also tying into when Lionel Hutz does bring out surprise witnesses. And Oh, I can't remember what episode that is. Oh, it's the Chester Lamp yeah, one. Yeah. Your yeah. Honor, I'd like to recall all my surprise witnesses again. <laughs> no. Ralph is in there. <laughs> And yeah, just, I forgot to mention it before, yeah, the actual tomato hitting Skinner's butt. Oh mm. my god, that is just amazing mm. slow motion animation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just lying on the ground, just he's cowering. Twitching. He's twitching. Like, that's a ruined man. <laughs> yeah. That's a big tomato. Yeah. <laughs> and I also use that still for the social media as well, because it is a weird image, just Skinner's butt, he's painted completely red, <laughs> splashes all around. Oh, yeah, and so many <laughs> seeds on it. Yeah, <laughs> that is a seedy ass. <laughs> and yeah, I guess the hamster storyline as well, there's a lot of wackiness in there. Mm. It is a very smart hamster. It writes yeah. mysteries. <laughs> How can a hamster write mysteries? Yeah, he gets the ending first and works backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Under the alias J.D. McGregor. <laughs> Look, oh, Kate, just take him before his mother eats him, okay? <laughs> Such an excellent, this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ralph, uh, not Ralph. Yeah, Raphael. Raphael, yeah. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't always have a name, but... Mm. He's just, hey, that guy. Yeah, mostly he's known as Sarcastic Guy. Mm. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? Again, it was more of a subtle thing. Yeah. Like, I really like Marge's pleading, you know, because she does the hand thing again. Mm. Like when... Um, Homer Usually works. Fl- yeah, exactly. And I'm like, she's doing that. They actually do have a visual reference when she does the hand thing. Mm. What hand thing? You know, thing? In, uh, no... 
uh, when Homer's going to send the angry letter to Mr. Burns after giving yeah. him Bart's blood. And Marge is like, no, no, calm down. Does like the hand thing, kind of rubs his mm. hand. She does it when they're sitting in bed to convince him to not drink beer for a month. And it's like, she does do that. Yes. That's such a nice little detail. Yeah, I'm, I'm now very curious how many other times it crops up. Mm. <laughs> Marge does the hand thing playlist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. But she wasn't really asking anything drastic of Homer mm-hmm. either. It's just, please, like, I'm worried this might be a problem. I'm not going to say it is. Yeah, but She's reading the pamphlet, Is Your Spouse a Souse? <laughs> I like that she comes in to remind Homer, hey, you don't need to go out, run and get blotto right away, you know. Yeah, and they're like, send the kids to the neighbours, I'm coming back loaded. <laughs> Like yeah. To be so drunk, you have to send the kids away. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be traumatic if they see me oh, like this. Yeah. <laughs> Very thoughtful of him. Yeah, And yeah, Homer owning the situation and making the turn and mm. um, choosing the bike ride and going off in that beautiful sunset that looked wonderful. Yeah, yeah, good playlist is Into the Sunset. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the summer wind. <laughs> blowing. There goes the best, best darn, darn employees. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Oh, yeah. It feels like the best Simpsons. Yeah, man. Uh, it's I think mm. every character is really on point. Yeah, it almost sucks a bit that Bart comes out victorious when he should have had some come up and still, yeah, but yeah. he still got electrocuted. And also, Lisa, like, was not doing good things to Bart. No. Like, he did destroy her tomato, mm. or her tomato. Tomato. Uh, but she, like, for a whole month was, like, kind of torturing him and, like, yep. yeah. manipulating him. And, yeah. I do love every scene where it's just like, ah, wise guy, huh? <laughs> Playlist of Bart doing uh, Stooge. Yeah, 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 yeah I've seen your curly as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like how he walked past the cabinet and just goes, yeah. stupid books. <laughs> stupid books! <laughs> so he does that like every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so, Why so are you there taking up space? He could have just been walking in, but he yep. walked in immediately had a line. Yeah. If it wasn't a line, it was a it sound. Was it was yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. This, there wasn't a moment yeah. of emptiness. And if there was, that was the point. Yes, it was a deliberate choice. You know, that is like it's weird because that is my criticism of the third act, and it feels like the Homer quit drinking sketch show. But that's the other side of the coin. It's not slow. It's constantly moving. Mm. There is stuff happening all the time. So it, it doesn't feel like a ratatat kind of crazy cartoon. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel like an animated show with its pacing, like what we know now. Yeah. yeah, and I think any of the parts that were a bit slower were to sell jokes that just took a little bit longer. Again, it's an old, old episode, and the way we approach... And passage of time as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. That sells the month of time, which is... Yeah. So it didn't seem like they were just dragging time out. It was more just letting things sit that now you could probably cut a few seconds from, but then might have been necessary. But yeah, I am still interested in the version of this episode that didn't have the hamster storyline, because as well watching this, like, I got the feeling like, oh, I thought there was way more stuff in the Duff Brewery, like, and there wasn't really. Like, there's still some great lines. <laughs> oh yeah, tried Raspberry Duff, Lady Duff, Charter Control Duff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the moment where they've got Duff, Duff Dry, and Duff, Duff Light. Yeah, and the reveal of the third one, 
has the camera pulled out wide enough to see that it's all coming from the same <laughs> yeah. oh. the same thing. It's like Did you s- never notice that one? No, I oh, missed man. that. It's Come such on. a wonderful, like subtle thing where it, it, oh, it's, it's like amazing, a perfect yeah. visual joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think it's the pan back just to get all three tanks, but then you see it's coming you from see, the like, And it's just up it doesn't draw attention yeah, to we're itself. Have to go Beautiful. back so you can see that. That's such a good bit. But yeah, I do like it in that same scene and he's like, Oh well, we've got a lot more plans for the future. <laughs> like what? Like, uh, well, Okay, we don't have any plans. Are you happy? No. <laughs> so yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yes. 100%. I, I think I'm going to show my little brother this. Yeah? How young is he? Out of He's 10. Okay, because I feel like there are going to be a plenty of things that go right over his head. Right, and I want to expose him to all of those things so that he can appreciate <laughs> when mm-hmm. his head is at a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, that is a lot of fun to go back and watch these and I did not pick that up, and because, I still enjoyed this episode. Even now, there's a little bit when they go to the uh, presidential de- debate between Kennedy and Nixon, and Nixon mm. is, well, I think you'll find that uh, the president was making a facetious remark there. And I know that's got to be a comment to something, which was Eisenhower, who was before Kennedy. That's a direct quote from Nixon. Oh, motherfucker. I know. <laughs> Deep wells, man. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, The like... man's never drunk a duff <laughs> in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so good. So we're going to watch it again. What playlist does this go in? We'll jump it through a window. Jumping through mm-hmm. windows, uh, things exploding that should. Driving Big school. butts, I cannot lie. <laughs> Big butts, driving school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, put this when Marge loses. Duff Factory. To... Yeah. Yep. Sobriety as well. Put this mm-hmm. when Barney sobers up. References to various sectors of the nuclear plant. Yeah. 7B yeah. is the one with the giant spider. <laughs> mm. Science fairs mm-hmm. and yeah, general maybe. fairs. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, stupid Lisa Science Queen. Um, <laughs> yep. That's a playlist right there. Put it in with Halloween episode with the tooth. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. Genesis yep. tub, yep. yep. Uh, really great bit where Homer and his brain switch between the two. Oh so my it's like, god, it's well, so good. off to work. Then to the Duff Brewery. Cocking at nine, out by five, that's my motto. <laughs> Suckers don't know a thing. Well, off to the plant. Then to the Duff Brewery. Oh, did I think that or just say it? I better think of a plant first. Yeah, think of just... a lie quick. Are you going to the Duff Brewery? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, man, it's he's so caught out. Day. Like, oh, man. Yeah, this episode opens so goddamn strongly. Mm-hmm. But, BT, what would you like to change about the episode? Other than trim a couple of seconds of, like, slowdown that you just don't need, nothing. I think we're all good here. It's all pretty damn hilarious. So, surprisingly dark jokes, but still great. I really love Mrs. Simpson. Your husband was caught DOA. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, DWI. I get those mixed up all the time. The woman walks in. Uh, he said, My husband with DWI. Uh, why don't you talk to that officer over there? I'm going to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Just the subtext of that moment. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Oscar? Anything you'd like to change? Not really. I'm really wonderfully pleased and surprised with how, how solid this episode was for me and how much I enjoyed every every moment, every kind of ebb and flow. And it, it just yeah. paced along at like a good trot. Not a, you never, know. Never not, a gallop. Never a gallop, but like solid trot. Yeah, like it'd be old canter. Yeah, and hey, I think cantering is my favourite form of horse. Speed of horse. <laughs> my favourite horse speed. <laughs> All right, everybody, top three horse speeds. <laughs> Only three? <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed, I do. They reference Herman's head. Kids, this yeah. was Inside Out, basically, before Inside Out. That was my first comment when I saw that Inside Out was in production and the mm. concept art. And who would have thought that it would go on to be like my third favourite Pixar oh, it's still, movie? It's still a great movie. It's just, yeah. What's your ranking? For Disney movies? For, for Pixar. Oh, for just for uh, Pixar? Just top. What are the top three? Up. <laughs> up. For me, number one, no question. Up, up, up. <laughs> Toy Story, Inside Out, and uh, fuck, for a third. 
if we're just doing Pixar, yeah, oh, mm. God, Up does kind of have to be there, doesn't it? See, I'm I'm not on the Up train. Oh, really? No? I'm not on the Up and Up. You're not on the uptake? No, I'm, my top three is solidly Brad Bird. Oh, yeah, Incredibles. Uh, Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a very good point. Incredibles, Ratatouille. I to didn't fair, know Ratatouille was a bird one. I haven't revisited yeah. a lot of these for a long time. So Big recommend. Ratatouille is maybe the best Pixar movie. I still and haven't seen it. The so. whole oh, You haven't seen it at all? Uh, oh, it's really good. Yes. It's yeah. really good. And Brad Bird came into it like a year into production. Like, is that a fact? Yeah, wow. it was wow. going to be called Rats. And <laughs> it was gonna, the main rat was going to be voiced by Rob Schneider. Yeah. Wow. Rob Schneider's a rat. He's going to learn that being a rat isn't all it's rat up to be. <laughs> Don't you rat me out. Man, what a better direction to do Ratatouille uh, and Patton Oswalt. I appreciate their um commitment to calling it Ratatouille, mm. given that that's hard to pronounce for most people. Well, that's why on the poster it was yeah, always it, it, phonetically yeah. written out, yeah. which is like... Because, yeah, it looks like Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, just quickly getting back. Um, oh, yeah, I could, yeah. <laughs> we could go on. Please, please continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to the Simpsons. Nelson's science fair project is wasting squirrels with BB guns. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh, the grapes, and here's the raft. <laughs> mm, yeah, excellent he, raft. He oddly participates in these extracurricular activities. He puts yeah. effort in. Yeah. Yeah. He it's does a think about kind it. Of effort, but, you know. It's his effort. Uh, he also popped a really sick wheelie next to Homer. <laughs> 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 I do love the stupid biking ring ring. I guess it's not all bad. <laughs> That's such a nice end to that scene. Yeah, and I think it really hi- does highlight Homer's sweetness. Yeah, <laughs> always look on the bright side of life. Ring, 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 ring. ring. Look at all those feminists. You thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> That's uh, it's such a great. Beautiful. I don't even know what to call it. A send up of itself. I don't it's, even know. It's pure satire. Yeah. It's like, but this like, is beer ads. Yeah. Look at all While those being feminists. a beer ad, while having women protesting a beer ad who then become the stereotype. It, it's, uh, it's brilliant. It's stacks on stacks there. Mm. How about you, Oscar? Any other notes? Ned. Ned having his one drink, which I can't remember what the 4, drink was. 4,000 days. First and last, Blackberry Schnapps. Blackberry yeah. Schnapps. She's a boring old bitty. <laughs> Ned. I, I was more beast than man that day. I like that I burped when I said Ned and I got a weird death growl out of it. Hans, <laughs> Hans, uh, alcohol ruined my life. Yes. Yeah. I'm 31, 31 years 31. 31. No, no, right. 31 years that old. That is fucking scary for me as Yo. a 32-year-old. <laughs> you're doing well, man. Uh, when I don't look like a shriveled up old prune. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for context. Though for- you do taste like a peanut. Funny that. <laughs> I wish you'd stop kissing me. <laughs> Just context: four thousand days is t- over ten years. Jesus, oh. and then he throws it all away with a white wine spritzer, spritzer, spritzer. Maybe one of the boys was conceived that night. Ah, <laughs> I'd say yeah. <laughs> Nothing turns more on like ragging on Ann Landers. <laughs> The word boring old bitty is just so filthy she can't help herself. Oh, I love the phrasing. It's so good. <laughs> boring old <Mad>. bitty. <laughs> when Marge has Homer promise that he won't have any beer for a month, he says, okay, no deer for a month. You say <laughs> beer or deer? Deer. I, I love the amount of pause. There. It's like just deer. deer. <laughs> Playlist. You can put that with, uh, yeah, sure, go to bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just the cap on that one, she's I was saying, psst, I love yeah, you. Psst, oh, I love that's you. so funny. <laughs> Think he could get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> like he ever says that to her like that. Hey, Mojo, psst, 
I love you. <laughs> the long extended of Homer trying to knock Barney out. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> That's what I mean by this one being a surprisingly violent one. But it's still funny. He's, ow. He's like mildly annoyed, ow. Yeah, yeah. He just goes from the punch to a crowbar to slamming his head in the door. So I did have a couple more because I didn't realize I'd actually gone over page because I usually never do that. I know. I've got three pages for uh, this yeah. one. Please oh, wow. go on. One of my other ones is, I found $100 in your pants. Yoink. <laughs> just a great use of yoink. Yoink playlist. Yep. And finally, you'll be back, and you, and just straight down the camera, and you. Of course I'll be back. If you didn't shot, I'd never leave. Put that in the playlist of... Uh, of Can you solve Can this? you solve it? Oh, well, yeah, jeez, right. I'll give it a go. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, direct to camera. Any other notes? I just, yeah, love, really love Pretty Lame, Melhouse. <laughs> Pretty Lame. Oh, yeah. With Mo and Barney and that guy who calls me Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, just subtle illustrations that, yeah, he absolutely doesn't need this. Yeah, but it's a great way to... You, yeah. get, you get a laugh, but you get story points out of it. Yeah. That's the best kind of writing, when you get a joke, but you get context and character from it. It's moving everything forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, time for my final, final, final notes. The final notes. Yeah, I know, it's like there's... We did have one, and we all liked it, and I can't remember how it goes. So. It was like a very, like, very talk showy. They're the final notes, chickadoo. I like having a do do do. So I forgot to say it before, but yeah, when the episode opens, I love that it just gets gradually more absurd until you realize, okay, this can't be a Simpsons episode <laughs> and that it is opening into a dream. I think they just rolled that out really elegantly. Yeah. I learned to tie my shoes from Principal Skinner over under in and out. That is what shoe tying is all about. And then someone throws a tomato at you. <laughs> How else do you tie your shoes? Yep. You don't. Uh, yeah, Herman's head as well. It's just a funny little wink that they mention that as well because Yardley Smith, Lisa's she voice, was on it. she was I one of the her- voices in Herman's head. Yes. I was wondering, how did we get to Ferdinand? Oh, yeah, we were talking about Pixar. Y- y- you say that anything referencing Inside Out, and I'm going to continue. <laughs> yeah, no I really do want to try gummy beers. That sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chief Wiggum goes... Look alive, boys. We've got a couple of stewed prunes. <laughs> Never heard that in reference to someone being drunk. I like that. Mm. <laughs> drunk goals. Being as stewed as a prune. <laughs> Patty looks really satisfied to revoke Homer's license oh, there. Yeah. Well, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. No. And I really, I, I, like, I love that that was it. Mm. Like, yeah. like, there's a lot of content in this episode because it covers so much time. Like, two shots of them at the DMV. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I think the courtroom scene might have been adjusted as well because there were a few like weird lip-synky moments and the fact that mm. H- Lionel Hutz was in the scene before makes me think, oh, maybe they did have a bit more Where of a scene there. the lawyer or something, yeah. Yeah. All good stuff that I probably should have figured out before coming here to record a podcast about it, but here no, we are. No, no, no. On the f- let's lay the tracks in front of us <laughs> as we're going along. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when Homer does cross off the last calendar mark, what time is it? Like, because... You think if you're saying, okay, I'm going to go without yeah. alcohol, like the day when you, can... you... When do you cross the... the... Yeah. Because yeah. he's already crossing it off while Moses is still open, so it's probably not midnight. In and fact, it's... it's not even sundown yet. Yeah, and it's like sundown when they're going on let's the say, bike. So... Let's say it's five o'clock and that feels like the end of his day to him because he's yeah. knocked off work, he's gotten home. Yeah. Mm. Mm. End uh, of the day. Yeah. Okay. He crossed it off when he started it. Yeah. Like around the same time, well, yeah, which is when he'd come home and he'd started drinking and... Okay, I'll buy that now. That's a fair point, but yeah. Mm. It is time to rank this thing! Oscar, kick it off. I'm going to go with a solid (gasps) cubic zirconia. I'm going, uh, it's a really excellent episode, just packed full with jokes and gags and 
story progression mm. Mm. just all through it. It's just a really interesting structure as a story. It's not a dramatic story, but it's an important story. It's an important for him, for Marge, and then solid B story. I love the the guinea pig. It's it's got some of my favorite imagery. It's really beautifully directed, and this is top Simpsons mm. for me. I really like it. All right, cool. How about you, BT? I am also going to give a cubic zirconia. Whoa. I feel like I feel like the uh, argument could be made for a gold because it's maybe not as iconic as some, but then there's such moments from it that are incredibly iconic. And I love how like just deep the comedy is, how he can still draw something out of it years later. Uh, the fact that I only really noticed that prohibition gag this time yeah. around. And it's not as jam-packed with jokes or with heart as some of our other Cubic Zirconias. However, it's just a really solid episode. In fact, I got some laugh-out-loud moments from the, and quite a few from something that's 400 years old that I've seen 8,000 times, and it's still giving me something. That's astounding. So, yeah, look, it's a lot more subtle, both in humor and in its emotional core, but I think it's all still there, and it's all still great, and, yeah, Cubic it up for me. All right, so if you've seen it 8,000 times over 400 years, that would have been an average of, you've watched this 20 times per year. I'm watching it right now. (laughs) I really wish you'd get off your phone during recordings. (laughs) Yeah, look, sorry to be Debbie Downer, but I'm going with the very poor ranking of a gold. Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I had a feeling you would. No, I mean, it just doesn't quite get up there for me. Like I said, issues of pacing towards the end, sort of. Not that it makes it a bad episode at all. Mm. It just, it doesn't really remind me of, you know, those core essential episodes. But, you know, a very excellent episode still around. Mm -hmm. Stuff that I'll quote for years and a lot that I love about it. But, yeah, I mean, I still really do want to see the version of this episode that doesn't have the Bart Lisa storyline in it that's solely about Homer. But... Maybe it does provide the levity that you need for, you know, Mm -hmm. what is kind of a serious topic. But, yeah, anyway, solid gold for me, which will make this a dull cubic zirconia. Mm This will be joining other such episodes from Season 4 as I Love Lisa, the Ralph Wiggum falling in love with Lisa. Yeah. Which I was also the Debbie Downer on that episode. Nothing gets chocolate out. (laughs) Uh, What else? Dust Bus, which we reviewed with you last Mm -hmm, time, Oscar. mm -hmm. Very solid episode. H-O-M-R, where Homer gets the crayon in his brain or discovers that he had it all along. (laughs) The Cartridge Family, where Homer gets a gun. And Bard of Darkness, which we reviewed the other week with Michael. And, yeah, Mm. you can almost hear me on the track trying to convince him to go up from a gold. (laughs) You can't almost. You can. It's there. (laughs) I actually feel bad in Hottest 100s and Thousands as well. It sort of seems like I'm trying to steer them up from their rankings in with Homer Palooza. But, like, I was... No, I didn't think so. No, I was more trying to explain the rating system, but... I mean, because in that you even say, look, it's mostly just because I love these bands and it really yeah. speaks to you, you know, musically as well as being a great episode. Yeah. And Lisa's date with Density, the Lisa falling in love with Nelson episode. I was the downer on that. Yeah, you were too. Oh, I really tried to convince you to go up in that one. You did. I'm still convinced I made the right choice. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with that one. In theory. In theory, (laughs) communism works. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for The Simpsons Index. But before we get out of here, we like to just mention a couple of things that we're into this week. So starting with you, BT, what are you into? All right. I feel like we're going to be mentioned one of the two same things. So I'm going to pick, let's see which one I want to go with. I am going to go with American Vandal Season 2. Yep. Yeah, I think we're even on this podcast doing one of the no review specials, raving about Season 1 and going, oh, if they made a Season 2, there's no way they're going to make it work again. They did. Yeah. I'm very happy to say it's maybe not as good just because the first season is going to strike you as something you didn't expect to like. So naturally, the second one is going to be hard to live up to that. But no, they still give you an interesting mystery that unfolds in interesting ways. 
characterization's really good. Humor's really good. The whole damn thing is just a fantastic effort. I highly recommend. Check out season one first, obviously. But that's more for context, because you can start season two straight away if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about you, Oscar? Anything you're into lately that you want to... Uh, yeah, I'll give a, a shout out to The Good Place. Uh, yeah. Watched all of it. And then watch the Wisecracks philosophy of The Good Place. I haven't seen that yet. I look forward to it. I like Wisecrack. And that got me to re-watch it again. And it's also got me reading Jean-Paul Satire's oh, really? oh, wow. like, essays in existentialism. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I highly recommend definitely The Good Place. You start where I start and see where it leads mm. you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've told this story a lot, but not on the podcast. I was on a plane trip recently with my mum, and she was scrolling through looking for things to watch, and I would have already talked about it, The Good Place with her and said, oh, you got to watch this. You'd love this, mum. And she goes to watch it, but they only had season two on the plane. So criminal, I had to like criminal. dive in front of the screen and spilling my orange juice all over my little shitty chicken brioche. And oh, it was worth it to save mum from that. Because, yeah, that is an amazing show. The less you know the better. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I got to say, I had some problems with the season two finale. The first episode of season three fucking solved them. Like, Oh, I haven't watched the first episode of season three. Oh, yeah. Yet. Fortuna- watching it tomorrow. It's, Fortunately, it's Netflix are being really good and they're uh, releasing it as they come out, which is just, re- it's really good. <laughs> you know, It's so good. It's, and it's by the creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Mm. Parks and Rec and uh, one of the, he was one of the big guys in The Office US mm. as well. Yeah. Michael Shaw. Yeah. He plays Moe's in The Office, actually. Oh. Yeah. It's the same guy who created like three of the best I sitcoms had, I ever. had no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice work, Michael Shaw. If you ever want to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Doors always open. Yeah, look, I'm going to do two, but I'm going to be quick about both of them. Better Call Saul Season 4 mm. is fucking amazing. I've sort of had a like mixed relationship with Better Call Saul up until this point because like while I like it, I like exploring this universe. It never sort of like really grabbed me, but Season 4 has been knocking it out of the park. Ray Seahorn is an acting treasure. Please, Hollywood, if you're listening, give her all the roles. And also BoJack Horseman Season 5, which I'm assuming was the yeah. other one that you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just that show's just flawed me again like i am eternally surprised with how deep that show cuts and mm-hmm. like it's just that perfect mix of absurdity and the fact they real can emotion from like real heavy stuff to just ridiculousness in the drop of the hat is amazing yeah these characters that seem so surface level that get so they, deep they and... really lean a lot more to the secondary characters in this season i think yep. it's a good direction i am wondering how much longer they how much more they have in them yeah and i'm again very much fingers crossed they'll call it before it gets bad yeah but yeah, it's a Bojack Horseman, everybody. Those are the Simpsons Index official recommendations. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Thank you for joining us in the Simpsons Index podcast. And thank you, Oscar, for coming to SideQuest Studios tonight. Always my pleasure. Always. And BT, thank you again. Can't stop doing the monkey. <laughs> and I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. The J stands for J. And that's all the mustard in the house. I want you to go a month without mustard. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Yeah, and like, um, yeah. <laughs> Great opening banter, yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been 103. Yep. You'd think I'd be able to know what to do with myself by now. No, I mean, I'm surprised we still have banter to get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't run out.
Yeah, that's right. People at home, that's our guarantee. More banter is coming. <laughs> More banter than you won't know what to do with. Yep. I don't know what to not do. Exactly. Don't, <laughs> don't banter what Donnie don't bet. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> nah, that is good content. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <Ding>. <laughs> Dong. Uh, yeah, really great. Really excellent. Thank you. Uh, order up. Um, Stonecutters. Nice. Oh, nice. That's very good. Where'd you get that? I, I bought it online when I was... Uh, I'm holding up my hand uh, that has my stonecutter ring on it. It yep. was the best purchase that I've ever made within the first minute and a half of being awake. <laughs> it's very specific. but Yes. Okay. Impulse, Facebook. Facebook, the algorithm has got me sorted. Yeah, because when we went to Simpsons World, I'm like, why of all things do they not have Stonecutters merch, especially the rings? Their merch was like weird where... Mm. They didn't have any bought license plates, but they had bought Quickie Mart badges. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, we still got them, because that's what it had bought on them. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they just do a couple of, like, slightly... Oh, it was so close. Yeah, we- weird shit like that. Yeah, like, they had Krusty Burger, like, collectible cops that you could get, but, like, no Quickie Mart squishy ones? Mm. Like... Anyway, there, there are some obvious things. That I Sorry, Disney have. will rectify this. Yes. yes. They will. <laughs> they know how to merge. They know how to merge. We'll be able to get so much cool stuff. Dennis the Wild Cloud. Cloud fuck. You know, when you're in a bobsled, you got to lean into the turbs. Lean into the turbs. The turbs? <laughs> I nearly see, I, said, I don't know what I said. It was trying to do <laughs> the his turbs. Time. Lean into the turbs. <laughs> Turpentine <laughs> is your friend on a bobsled. That's what John Candy said in that movie, Home hey. Alone. Um, that's all I remember from when I was watching it, sniffing terps. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah. yeah. oh, yeah, that's the angle. <laughs> There's always a sweet spot. Ah, there it is, right there. <laughs> the podcast always reclined. Always reclined. <laughs> you teamsters are so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Why don't you relax at home? <laughs> relax with us. <laughs> I, I really hope someone in the car is just... <sighs> just getting that good stretch. It's yeah. like a yawn when you hear someone else having a stretch. You're like, oh, my bones are tense right now. <laughs> don't mind if I do. <laughs> enjoy a good stretch. Yeah, all you people out there, put your hands in the air and stretch your shoulders. <laughs> put your hands in the air like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now you don't care. 